Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast that is required to talk about nudity four times. Only four times? But only for brief moments. Here are two guys that killed their first wives because they had green eyes. Matt and Doug. Are you there? Yeah, I'm there. I- I'm, I'm trying to think. I... What was the thing she said in the very beginning? About talking about nudity. Because oh, nudity. In last... that, that, that's what I thought. Then the second time I thought she said immunity. No, nudity. Okay. Yeah. So because well, in last week's in last week's movie, the director was required to show four sets of boobs. Oh, okay, sure, that makes sense. And actually, nudity or lack thereof will definitely come up tonight. Yes. So it's so, Matt. How are you doing, Doug? I'm I'm tired, but I'm I'm, I'm sucking down some coffee. Okay. Long and, long weekend with the with the kids and the fam. Yes, yes, it was. We'll get into that. So let's go ahead and jump into it. And now, it's time for podcast housekeeping. When you were talking about getting a dog and and who you got the hot tip from that this dog was available, it reminded me of this. My wife's co-worker's daughter. This is what it reminded me of. I am your father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. That actually, that is not the last time Spaceballs will come up in this podcast. Oh, okay, I'm a little off. I'm sorry. I'm a. I'm. I feel like the the we did the podcast two weeks ago. For some reason, it just seems like a long time. So I'm a little off. I I should be firing on all cylinders because this is my fourth. I'm entering my fourth hour of podcasts today. Wow. Okay. And I actually just coming in hot off of my hockey game. I literally rolled into the house less than 15 minutes ago. Oh, I bet you're you're smelling fresh. Smelling fresh and I, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling fresh too. So, you know what I do not have though? Hmm. I I don't What's have that? my notes up. So, I'm why don't oh. you go again and I will find my notes. Okay. Uh Spike Jones. Yes. He was in 3 Kings. Okay. And he has been a director mostly of like music videos and shorts. Not a whole lot of feature films. Okay. Uh, Deal of the Century, which I think came up three times last week. At least twice. Okay. Uh, it did star Chevy Chase, Sigourney Weaver, and Gregory Hines. Okay. I have my notes now. Sorry. Okay. All right. Swatch History. Yes. Uh, Swatch first came to the U.S. in 1983 and had a very inauspicious year. In 84, it sold 1 million watches or swatches in the U.S. and and by 85, it was just an RCH under four a year, four million. I remember there were some rich girls in middle school that wore them as a belt. Like so several of them? Yeah, like they had that many swatches that they could wear them as a belt. I couldn't even afford the swatch guard. <laughs> I had a knockoff gotcha. swatch. I think it was called a twatch. <laughs> a twatch. <laughs> I think it was made by Seiko. <laughs> okay. Kind of like my Converse knockoff Michael Jordans. Yes. That smelled like tires because I got them at Farm and Fleet. <laughs> is it is it Farm and Fleet or Fleet Farm? Or do you have both? Uh, we have both. Because we have one of them here, but I can never remember which. It, both of them smell like tires, though. They do. Yes. Uh, Frederick Forrest. Yes. Was in Apocalypse Now. I said he was. And I, this is what I remembered from that. I mean, he never was hurt for pussy. Not here. <laughs> 
walking through the jungle gathering mangoes. I meet Raquel Welch. You make a nice mango cream pudding. You know, kind of spread it around on us. Hey, Captain, I want to get some mangoes. <laughs> yeah, and then they stop the boat. And him and Martin Sheen go into the forest or into the jungle to look for mangoes, and they get attacked by a tiger. Okay. Kind of a mind trip of a movie. Did, did you see the original or the, what is the director's cut? It's called oh, Apoc- Apocalypse Now. Redo or something? Re- re- redo, but it's R-E-D-U-X. And, yes. that, and I think there's even more, well, there's more titties in that one. Um and I want to say that she, that one of the chicks from last week's movie was in that. Okay. If I remember. I don't know. Anyway. I, I was thinking, as I was listening to the podcast last week, we could do an entire season of movies that you've talked about that you saw when you were high. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> saw a lot of them when I was high. Not anymore, but. But it's just like, yeah, I was really high when I saw that. <laughs> it comes up a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't like the marijuana anymore. It, it's just, it's not for me. No judgment. No judgment. Yeah, the platoon podcast was an RCH over three hours and fifteen minutes. Oh, and that was our first three hour plus one. Yes. All right. Did you see my my picture that I posted on Facebook? The trifecta. Is that the one where somebody said your dog was blinking? No, no, it was me with my helmet of hair. Oh, yes, wearing a, see, yeah, wearing yeah. a members only jacket in Washington D.C. Yes, yes, I did see that. <laughs> Lots of uh, thumbs up or smiley faces. I don't know if you got any hearts on that or not. I'm not. I don't think I got any hearts. No, no, it wasn't that good. Charlie's Angels, in the 2019 version, made 73.3 million on a 55 million dollar budget. So it still made money. No, that that's a loss. That's a loss. Yeah, because the the studio gets about half of the box office. All right. So, in that in the fifty five million dollar budget, that does not include advertising or prints. Oh, so that's probably like a thirty forty million dollar loss. Okay, I'm still angry about the Indiana Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> uh, we will get into that a little bit if, later if I remember. All right. Who is in Rocky Horror Picture Show? I said it was Barry Bostwick. Yes. It is Barry Bostwick. Okay. That's it? That's all you have on that? <laughs> okay. We named everybody else of significance. Tim Curry was in a movie that I watched last night. It? No. Hunt for Red October? Yes. Okay. Uh, three Stooges were active from 1922 to 1970. Wow, that's a huge career, man. Six de- Over six decades. Over six right. separate decades. 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, and 70s. All right. The drugs in River Phoenix when he died... Outside of the Viper Room. Yes. Eight times the lethal dose of heroin, and he also had cocaine, ephedrine, Valium, and marijuana. Well, it was the marijuana that did it. <laughs> yes, for sure. There was a lot of talk about prom last week on the podcast uh, because okay. of you know what the podcast was about and how it ended or where it ended. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting around the dinner table, uh, Jen and my youngest, who just graduated from high school, Dawson. Mm-hmm. And he said, the girl you went to, to prom with was Asian, right? Like, no. Why? What? It's like, well, her name was Sue. 
Like <laughs> S-U-E, not S-O-O. What the actual fuck? And, and you saw pictures because th- that's the picture I showed him where he yeah. thought it was, Jen, uh, does your mom look Asian? Yes. Yeah. Y- your date had the least Asian looking eyes ever. <laughs> I got to cut that, that line. No, you don't. You do not need to cut that out. You have big eyes, man. Uh, one other thing during that same conversation is and this was both Jen and Dawson said this, but Jen actually has a an actual ability to say this because she's listened to the podcast. Mm-hmm. She, she said, I'm much more out there on the podcast than you. What do you mean out there? Like sex talk? Uh, uh, dirtier, a little bit more on the edge. All right. So I'm going to try to tame that down. Okay. So is, was she saying that that's a bad thing or was she saying that it's a good thing and I'm I'm more tame and I should be more no, edgy. There, there was there there's a tinge of judgment in the tone. I okay. Think. All right. All right. Uh we talked about Les Nessman because he was the driver's ed teacher. Yes. And uh the WKRP episode where it's the turkey drop from the uh, helicopters. Does this come up in who did it better? No, I did not pull that. Okay, I believe I said, oh, the humanity, and then I said, I don't think he says that, though. Oh, my God, they're talking! Oh, Johnny, can you get this? Oh, they're crashing to the earth right in front of my eyes! Oh, they just went to the windshield of a parked car! They're just running around, pushing each other? Oh, my goodness! Oh, the humanity! So they did indeed say, oh, the humanity. Yes. I referenced uh, when the hot mom said plastics mm-hmm. to not not glenn was it glenn no glenn's the one from uh risky business i can't remember his name but skip skip and i said it was from the graduate this is what it was in the graduate i just want to say one word to you just one word yes sir are you listening yes sir you plastics exactly how do you mean there's a great future in plastics. Think about it. Will you think about it? Yes, I will. I've said that's a deal. That's that William Holden. Oh uh, yeah, William I believe Holden? it is. Okay. Of course, I also thought it was bad English, as did you. No, no, it's uh, it's uh, Joey. Joey reprimanded me on that. It's fuck. No, I can't remember. It's not bad English. It's, it's not modern, good English. Modern, modern English. And I, I should have combined both the man and the because <laughs> i had it wrong in my notes and it wasn't you said it and i just went with it i had it wrong in my notes i believe i did as well uh the playboy artist i refer referenced is patrick nagel mm-hmm. and if you saw any of his artwork you would recognize the style of course yeah the harrison ford plane crash movie is not six days seven nights <laughs> no it's random hearts okay never seen that i've seen bits and pieces I have a recurring nightmare that Dorsey Levins will listen to this podcast and I will get a nasty email or instant message on Facebook. Okay. All right. And I thought about it. it. For the most part, we tend to use not real names or nicknames or something. Well, sometimes, we, sometimes we do. Last week we did. Yeah. And I went and checked who my prom king and queen were. Mm-hmm. Did did you? No, I did not. Shocked. Absolutely shocked. 
Prom okay. King was Tom Dahl. Yep. And Prom Queen was Rhonda Harder. Yep. Wow. How about that? Yep. That's not who I, and it's nothing against them at all. It's just they would not have been the people I would have expected to be Prom King and Queen. Wonder who they paid off. <laughs> I don't think that's it. Uh, Stacy in last week's episode movie, when the four of them are in their panties and tank tops, I said, Stacy's wearing granny panties. Yes. Oh my God, Donna's wearing granny panties. This panties, granny. (laughs) That's when they're playing basketball and Eric pulls down her pants. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, last week and every week, we sometimes we have these really drastic shifts in tone. All right. And we'll be talking about something super serious and thoughtful, and it'll immediately pivot to jerking off. Okay. <laughs> okay. Happens a lot. Yeah. But we had mentioned the the radio dedication, which I put in an extra thing about because one of them was dedicated to Doug. Mm-hmm. And, and you said you were surprised I did not use this. The next one's dedicated to Rachel from Ross. Rachel, he wants you to know he's deeply sorry for what he did, and he hopes you can find it in your heart to forgive him. See the stone set in your eyes. See the thorn twist and I cut in this your so, eyes. Okay, uh, we've just gotten a call from Rachel, and she told us what Ross did. It's pretty appalling, and... Ross, if you're listening, I don't want to play your song anymore. (laughs) Why don't we devote our time to a couple that stands a chance? Avery, Michelle, sorry she hit you with her car, and she hopes you two will work it out. Ross was not wrong. Actually, that's not true. Ross... What, just like a lot of things, he was not wrong in his actions. He was wrong in the cover-up. Is this the where he made a list? No, no, no. This is where he slept with the girl from the uh, the Xerox shop, the copy no, shop. No, that's no, that's that wasn't the. I don't think that that was the um, dedication. Uh, you you when, actually you, you are probably right. You are probably. I think right. it's he was he made a list of between him and Julie. Yes, and he listed all of Julie's things. Or all of all of Rachel's faults, and the only thing in Rachel's column, or I take that back. He he listed all of Rachel's faults, and then in Julie's column, her only fault was not Rachel, and it was misspelled and not Rachel. And she said, "What is Rachel?" And that kind of is stretches the uh, the credibility. She'd be able to figure that part out. Yes, but you're right because that's when Chandler got a new computer from work, and he, he was playing Doom on it. <laughs> I played Doom once. I played a lot of Doom. And I played against three guys that had been playing a lot, and I just couldn't figure it out. I was getting smoked. Yeah. Uh, the definition of jabroni. Foolish or contemptible person. Okay. So not not problematic. Not a problematic no. word. Unlike no, I don't think so. gypsy or <laughs> some Knuckle other Knucklebragger. Uh, you mentioned stalking last week. Okay. In that Nick Cage's character was starting to stalk. Yeah. And Jen also had said that while we were watching it. But see, I'm learning. 
I'm, I'm just like Skynet. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm learning not to say, oh, Jen said the same thing because that spoils it that she actually watched the film. Yes. Yes. And speaking of Jen, one last uh-huh. thing on the same thing, she was shocked, shocked you were retiring the Mrs. thing. Really? Yes. Like it was a, a bit that we should have just kept on going? Not so much that it was a bit. It's, it was a privacy thing and I tried to respect that the best I could. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? She she lends her voice to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Says things that are probably a little bit outside of her comfort zone sometimes. Okay. I think she's probably okay with me using her name. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Why does Catherine Ross remind me of Steve McQueen? I don't know. Because she's never been in a movie with Steve McQueen. But she was in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And who was in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? Robert Redford. And... The other guy? He made salad dressing. Oh, Paul Newman? <laughs> yes. Paul Newman was in The Towering Inferno with Steve McQueen. So somehow my brain wires crossed up somehow. She was also in the final countdown. A lovely lady. I, I was shocked. Absolutely shocked. Do you know who oh. plays Jack Ryan's wife in The Hunt for Red October? Ann Archer? Gates McFadden. Oh, in the first one. Yeah, okay. Ann Archer plays... His wife in the Harrison Ford ones. Yeah, Patriot Games and Clear. Yeah, but Kate McFadden is in there for, you know, an RCH. And she's also British, and her name is different. Oh. Because her name's Kate, not Catherine. And so that was, I just saw them like, holy fuck, that's Kate McFadden. Huh. How about that? That's all I have. That's all I have. Uh, baking soda sub. It makes it dive and surface. It does not make it shoot forward. Okay. The song is One of These Nights, not Hollywood Nights by Bob Seeger. Are you sure? Positive. Pretty sure. Um, Jen said I was lying about not using my iPad. That is 100% true. I never use it. She is wrong. And then the last thing before we go on to the next segment is I had, you and I have talked a lot, a lot probably more so outside the podcast and on the podcast about my choice of phone and how Mm -hmm. my choice of phone makes you unhappy. And last week I said it, I heard something that made me think of you. I got an Android phone. Apparently, that's bad or something. <laughs> Dog, we the most discriminated group in America. If you have an iPhone, you racist and you know it. Dog, y'all just freak the fuck out. Every time I go in a group chat, y'all act like we're trying to integrate an all-white school. You freak the fuck out. You act like we lowered the property value of shit. Like, all because of the color of our text? That's literally discrimination. Like, I get discriminated more for having an Android than for being black. It's true. It's true. If I got shot by the cops because I thought my phone was a gun, you would be upset. But if you found out it was an Android, you'd be like, well. Yeah, so (laughs) that's how you make me feel. Okay. But that is all I have, so time to move on to... And this should sound very familiar. Who did Was it Doug or Max? And the first one is me, and I'll go ahead and play that. Who did it better? (laughs) (laughs) Was it Doug or Matt? Who did... Yeah, you get the point. (laughs) Yes, yes. The next one is also me. That's uh, the turret moving on an M1 Abrams tank. Oh, all right. I don't think it really sounds like that in real life. 
Uh, the next one is you. August 9th, 1989. <laughs> Skynet becomes aware. I think it's self-aware, but... <laughs> self-aware. The Skynet funding bill is passed. The system goes online on August 4th, 1997. Human decisions are removed from strategic defense. Skynet begins to learn at a geometric rate. It becomes self-aware at 2.14 a.m. Eastern Time, August 29th. In the- I had co- August right. Yeah. I had August right. <laughs> right. That's about it. Uh, the next one is me. I don't want to be a pirate. But I don't want to be a pirate. <laughs> it's not bad. No. Uh, next one, I actually, there. I found a super cut of this. And I actually found the one that is closest to you for this. So this is you. We were on a break. <laughs> we were on a break. <laughs> P- pretty spot on there. Uh-huh. Next one is also you. I don't fucking care, man. <laughs> I don't fucking I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I fucking care, man. And I don't, I don't know where I put... Oh, here it is. Paraphrasing Doug. Yep. The next one is also you. I stopped the world when I melt with you. I stopped the world when I melt with you. Pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Next one is also you. You go, hey, puto. <laughs> hey, puto. When I like. The next one is... And I talked about this on the podcast I did earlier today. There are moments in both doing the podcast and listening to it back that makes it all worth it. The things that, oh, I got to listen to that again because it's so fucking funny to me. And there are times where I will say something or you will say something that is is so random. It is so barely connected, if at all connected to what we're actually discussing but you or I will exact know exactly what the other person is talking about, and we will be able to go with that. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. And I actually I switched the order that it happened because it actually matched the order that it happened in the thing that we were referencing. Then a big brown shark came. And then a big brown shark came. Just laughing my balls off. I, I forgot. That. I forgot about that. Yeah, it, that was one of two moments last week. There was that one, and the thing when you told me when you told me who your prom and king and queen were, and you asked if I needed a moment. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is where the the nightmare, the recurring nightmare, comes from. Okay, mm-hmm. the next one is me. I'm living what? in a box. I'm living in a cardboard box. Any clue what that's from? No, I don't. Got to do one every week. It's from Can't Buy Me Love. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay, the next one is you. Boy, all that kung fu bullshit is going to get you in a world of trouble. Boy, using that oriental martial bullshit on me is going to get real expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one is both of us. You guys are going to fuck. <laughs> Fuckers, fuckers, fuckers. You guys are going to fuck, aren't you? Fuckers, 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 fuckers. I think I got to take it for the... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
and there has been Doug. You just got beat by Doug. I never say it's a tie, and I would have said that one was a tie because there was so much in there, and there was so much stuff that was good in there. But anyway, let's go ahead and move on. All right. Hey, man, what's new now? What's fucking new now? All right. So we wrapped up our regular baseball season last week, and, and tomorrow night starts our first tournament game, which potentially could be our last tournament game if we lose. And there is a very strong potential that this will be my last game coached because my son is not crazy about baseball. He likes tumbling. He likes golf. He likes singing. Baseball, eh. Uh, I really kind of had to talk him into playing baseball this year. Okay. And uh, let's be honest. It's a boring fucking sport, especially at this age, because if you're in the outfield, there's a good chance you may not touch the ball the entire game. And you have two at-bats. Three if you're really lucky. And I loved baseball growing up. I loved, and I, I, I totally fell out of love with it once I got to high school. And I don't think I've played softball or any kind of baseball since then. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's told me, he goes, I don't know, dad, what, you know, we'll see. And I go, yeah, you know, it's, you got to do what you got to do. I kind of talked you into it this year, but. You know, if you don't want to do it next year, yeah, it's, I'll respect that. I'll be disappointed because I won't be able to coach. And he goes, and that's why it'll be so hard because I know you love coaching and you're a good coach and all this stuff. But we had a practice on Thursday and there's a kid that has a really good bat and it's kind of the community bat. A couple of kids use it. And my son said, you know what? I'm going to try and use his bat. And he did. And it's, it's just a different sound when he makes contact with that bat and he crushed a couple of hits. And when we got home, and I'll, I've let him pitch a couple of times. He's not an awesome pitcher, but he's gotten a couple of strikeouts. And I let him pitch at practice. And he did all right. <clears throat> and we got home. And he said, you know what? I think I'm starting to like baseball a little bit. I'm like, oh, really? Why? And he goes, well, you know, I, I like that you let me pitch. And maybe if you got me one of those really awesome bats, I might play next year. I'm like, okay. So I went and looked up that bat. $300? $349. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I have to have a like confirmed that you are going to play before I spend that kind of money on a bat because I will spend that money kind of money on a bat. I will. I just dropped $400 on him for brand new golf clubs. And if your kid loves something and you've got the money, I mean, it's worth it, but you don't you don't want to do it if it's not going to get use. Exactly. And you don't care about spending the money. It's. You just don't want to be throwing the money away. Yeah. So, like I said, tomorrow night could be my last game coached. And it's it's pretty cool, man, when you, you have kids that call you coach and ask you to do things. And you can mess around with them. Like, I was at practice. I was umping from the mound because we don't have ump gear. <clears throat> and we were kind of playing a, a, a scrimmage. And there's a second baseman that was standing right behind me. Friend of, friend of show Joey's kid. And I just let one rip. <laughs> and he thought it was funnier shit than shit. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Did you guys see that goose? He's like, that was you, Mr. That was you, coach. It was pretty funny. <laughs> and then this weekend, we went, went camping with some friends of ours. And we went to Devil's Lake. You've probably never been to Devil's Lake before. No. Okay. It is a geographic oddity. Smack dab in the middle of Wisconsin. And... There, so you got this lake, and on either side are just these huge, ginormous hills, probably 600 feet tall. 
big rocks. I mean, like walls of rocks. It, it's kind of difficult to explain. But there's a trail that goes up. It's 600 feet and it's steps. And this trail gave Slick Pussy Trail in Switzerland a run for its money. Okay. Because it is sketchy as fuck. And the problem with some of these state parks is so many people go and it was, it was a little bit too crowded and we, and I, I had the dog. So I was with my oldest with the dog because the rest of our party decided that they were going to climb up this like big rock wall with all these big rocks. You kind of have to maneuver around and it's, you know, my friend Larry said, yeah, you're, you're not going to be able to take the dog. So my oldest and I took these steps, 600 feet. And it's some people should not have been on that trail. I'm thinking to myself, some of these people have the potential for having heart attacks. Okay, sure. We ran into one situation where there was this big dog that was just frozen on the steps. And I'm like, you okay, man? He's like, yeah, he's, this is, this is not for him. This is his worst vacation ever. He's frozen. He's too hot. And he was only about a quarter of the way up. And I said, my suggestion to you is, you should turn around because you've got a long ways to go to get to the top. And he took my advice and he turned around, but it was, it was, it was cool, man. It was, it's a really cool walk. It's a really cool view once you get to the top, but then you got to come down and that's, that's where it gets even more sketchy. Um, but then we went swimming and, uh, I walked into the lake with my wallet in my pocket. That's awesome. All my money and everything is sitting at my desk drying right now. And, uh, I got to do some first aid when we were coming, when we were coming off the hill, some dudes were going up and I don't know what happened, but this dude had a huge gash in his leg. And I asked him like, Hey man, you all right? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, he's like, do you have any first aid? I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, I'm a scout master. Of course I got first aid. So I gave him some wipes. He wiped it down. I wasn't touching it cause he was bleeding all over the place. And I gave him gauze. He stuffed it in there and then gave him pieces of tape. So kind of felt good to feel finally use that first aid kit and be a little bit useful. Yeah. It's, and then, sorry, just, what's it? I just want to interject on, on this one. You know, I don't have nearly the experience that you have, but I, I've been known to close up a gash or two in my time. Usually yeah. just dries it shut. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> A little bit of dust puffs out. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and then sadly, this is probably the last time that we'll ever use the pop-up camper because we both have a – the missus and I both have a, a love-hate relationship with it and with camping. Uh, we've paid more in storage than we've paid for the camper. We've only used it twice a year, maybe three times if we're lucky. It's a pain in the ass. We don't sleep well. We don't take full advantage of the air conditioning and the heat and the electricity because getting those uh, sites that have the electrical hookup are nearly impossible. And our, our kids aren't just aren't that crazy. And, and I think we've kind of decided that we're going to delve into the Airbnb world of, okay, we want to go see this place in Wisconsin. Let's just get an Airbnb for one night or two nights. And just enjoy that. It's climate controlled. The beds are more comfortable. You don't have to pack the entire fucking house to go because that's what you have to do. Because just in case and just in case takes up a lot of space and just in case weighs a lot. And more times than not, you don't use just in case. The, so the only thing I don't like about Airbnbs and we've used them several times is they have this um, 
default cleaning fee. Yeah. And if you're only there for a night or two nights, yeah. it's as much as it was to actually rent the place. Yeah, sometimes. And we are conscientious renters or visitors, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call us. We we clean everything up. We throw everything in the dishwasher. We don't leave a mess. Yeah, same here. But that fee is the same whether you clean up or whether you don't. Mm-hmm. The only, I guess, difference is what your rating is. But if you're not going to be someplace for three days or more, it's just, it's hard to justify the cost based on that. I'd rather yeah. have it just be the cost is the cost and that's it. Rather mm-hmm. than it's $150 a night plus there's a $300 built-in cleaning fee. Well, I've never seen that. I've seen a $50 cleaning Oh, there's fee. several that we've had that have been over $200. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of like the last hurrah. And, and she's looking on Facebook Marketplace to see comps as to what people are selling theirs for. And honestly, we would just give it away if we could. I mean, it's 23, 24 years old. Um, and it's in great shape, but it's, it's, it's a pop-up, man. It's, there's things that are wrong with it and there's things, more things that are going to go wrong with it. So that's kind of it, but that's yeah. Home. I'm tired. Cause like I said, we had the two nights that we were there, we had a campsite that was kind of two campsites away from us that had a big group group of dude bros that were hooping it up at until one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Which and quiet time is eleven, but I'm not going to call a fucking ranger, and I'm not going to go over there and go, "Hey, fellas, you think you could keep it down?" Uh, so I just put earplugs in, and I shouldn't have to fucking wear earplugs while I'm camping in Mother Nature, right? True. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you remember so. what the second thing what you talked about immediately after baseball? <sighs> camping, hike. Oh, hike. What? That's it. Hiking. Yes. One of the things we've done, and I I only went one time, but when we're up at the Shangri-La is mm-hmm. we went on a hike. Mm-hmm. And one oh. time that I did not go, somebody almost lost their dog. But, oh, yeah. But the one time I went, and the reason yeah. I've not gone since then is because <laughs> I, I have a picture of it. We are up on this overlook, and this overlook it's, has, it's a huge fucking drop. If you fell off, you would die. Yeah, it's called Black Hawk Rock, but we call it Black Hawk Rock. But this thing is probably, what, maybe five feet by five feet? No, it's a little bit bigger than that. I would say that the the main platform that you could stand on is probably seven by six. I've never gone out on out onto it because I have that irrational fear that I'm going to fall, even though it's just like you're standing on something, but I'm not going to peer over the edge. But carry on. I know where I know where you're going with this. But we're we're up there, and I'm I'm at you're the in the back. I'm in the back. I'm not going out towards the edge. I'm I got the view. It's it's good enough. And uh-huh. this other guy, oddly enough, his uh, namesake is in the film today. I got a picture of him in the air, jumping off of a higher level onto that. Yeah, and. He he lands wrong. He rolls his ankle. He's going to roll and probably take another person out with him on the way over the side. Yeah. As that soon was as he that, did that, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. And I just started walking back down by myself. I'm like, fuck it. I don't need to be part of this. Yeah. That was that was the hike where we're all going. I'm like, hey, man, it's a, it's about a, you know three and a half mile round trip. Egg, do you want some water? Nah, I'm fine. And we get about a quarter way up this big fucking hill. Does anybody got any water? <laughs> 
<laughs> the, the egg impression apparently does wonders for your throat. Yes. Yeah. I used to be able to do it really well, but not no more. Yeah. So, all right. That's all. That's all I got. Okay, Carry cool. on. Uh, this week was a little bit different because I had two days off of work and I wasn't off of work because I was on vacation. I was in a certification class mm. and I've been doing my current job in some way, shape or form for probably about 15 years, give or take. So, but I never, I never got like the, the transponder certification and my, my boss said, Hey, why don't you have your certification? I said, I've been doing this for so long. I don't see the point in it. And, it's, and there is a point to it. And it's always good to do continuing education because things change. And so I, for my mid-year goal, I had to get certified. I'd get my transponder certification. Mm-hmm. Two-day class, beginner class. And once again, I've been doing this over a decade. The first day, pretty good. Actually, a lot of times he would stop and say, this exact phrase is on the test, which is nice because you write that down, open book test, you have a reference period. The second day was all like role play stuff, completely pointless for me. Mm -hmm. But the first day of the class, when we're first starting, it's a, it's a online class and everybody's like on a Zoom call, the equivalent of a Zoom call. Mm -hmm. And someone says to the teacher, uh, what kind of gun is that? What? He had a gun on his desk. <laughs> what? That's, yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's a little weird. And apparently, you know, he, he shoots with, there's nothing wrong with that, but you would think, you know, I'm not going to have a gun <laughs> or, no. or something else. And also in the same place that he apparently does his, his teaching from his garage, he had a fast and furious car and he okay. had nitrous tanks in it, which I thought was very weird. <laughs> okay. But this class was on Thursday and Friday. I actually took the test on Friday, passed, got my certification, got a little email from Chandler. It was really nice. But on Thursday, the class was supposed to end at 5 o'clock. Class ended at 3.45, and they gave us homework to do, and they said, that should take you to 5 o'clock. On Friday, I figured, it's Friday. It's the second day of a class. They are going to let us out early. Jen and I wanted to go to a movie. This movie started at 5.05. Mm-hmm. Class got done at 5.05. Oh, jeez. So I left my house five minutes after the start time of the film. Mm-hmm. Still got there in time to see multiple trailers before the film started. That's insane. And this is not a theater that is down the block or within a mile. This is a theater that takes a period of time to get to. Mm-hmm. Okay, dog update. Uh, vacillating between different types of dogs. A uh, couple updates on my youngest once again. This, this is kind of funny. Um, my, my youngest has a girlfriend, and my youngest, I like to think, is a very nice gentleman type guy. And one of the things that has been a big thing for him in the past year and a half is he goes to the gym a lot to work out. Mm -hmm. And apparently there was a girl at the gym who was waiting for her ride home, but the ride wasn't coming for 45 minutes. So he took, he gave this girl a ride home. Did he know her? No. <laughs> so she's just, just some random stranger. Well, he probably has seen her at the gym. Still. 
but so he he's just being a nice guy. Told his girlfriend about it. <laughs> oh, all right. And he's like, I, I don't know if I should have done that. <laughs> okay. What did she, what did she say? I, I don't know. She was All right. she was over, so I think it was okay. But I I can see where yeah you know, there there's a difference between lying and withholding information, and I can understand why she might be upset by that. Not because of him, it it be because of her, the other girl. The other girl wants to get her hooks into you know her man or something. But I just thought that it's like he more or less got in trouble for doing a nice thing. But you also don't want that to come bite you in the ass because they could be out somewhere and run into her and go, oh, hey, by the way, thanks for that ride. Yeah. And without, yeah. yeah, without his girlfriend knowing about that. So he did the right thing. But along the same lines, there is, have you ever run into something that you could not explain in your laundry? <sighs> no. I, I I always, if I fold laundry, I am always finding little bits and pieces of tissue because my missus will use tissues and then stuff them in her pockets. So I would have figured that would have been you. No. I No. I don't <laughs> use tissues, man. I wipe my nose on my shirt. I'm talking about your nose, but. <laughs> okay. So my wife does the majority of the laundry. She does not do my hockey stuff because I don't think anybody besides me should have to do that because it's disgusting. And there was a random pair of women's socks in the laundry. Mm-hmm. And it was not hers. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, she was only doing his laundry because first she said, hey, these socks look familiar to you. And I said, they could be mine and I would not fucking know. <laughs> okay. He and his girlfriend had gone to the beach and or the the pool or something and she had, had socks and then when they came back, she wore sandals home or something. So, she left her socks here and they just got mixed in with his laundry. Mm-hmm. You know, by the book, Admiral, by the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing is I did another podcast this morning, a podcast I did uh, earlier. Um, probably it was in March of 2001. Well, it was right before we did Strange Brew because you called me out on that, that, that you thought it was the dumbest movie you'd ever seen and you couldn't believe that I had picked it. Oh, is that because I listened to it? I could not hear because you asked if I was going to throw you under the bus again, uh-huh. and I did not. But I, I did not know what exactly he was going to talk about or what he wanted to talk about. So I gave him, I sent him a list of just topics of like ten different topics we could touch on, and we didn't touch on any of them. Okay, he had his own set of topics, which is great, and it was a it was a good conversation. It's three hours. Hmm. And a podcast is being published in August. And okay. I'm thinking, you can do that. You can take that long to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you don't have to publish it the same day. There's no penalty there. No, there's not. But you, you saw the, the video from the last time. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm thinking, this guy, he just turned 30. And I, I, I wanted to ask him, but I couldn't figure this out. And I'm going to send him the link to this podcast when we're done so he can listen. So Christian, when you're, maybe you can explain this to me. Send me an email. I do not understand why this guy is not out slaying pussy like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> mm. Okay. Because, you know, he, he's a decent looking dude. He, he's, maybe he's got a girlfriend. He doesn't. 
All right. But he's got, he's talented. He can sing. He can do all the stuff. He's an actor. He's been in movies. He's been on TV shows. And I, I just think it's one of those things where, and he's got the British accent. Of course, everybody there has a British accent. But I'm just thinking if, if I had that skill set at that age, what I could have done to the world. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, that never worked out for me. But anyway, yeah. moving on. Ready? Hold on. I got, one, I got one more thing that I forgot to talk about. Okay. I was at a customer's house on Thursday. Been going there for a long time. And they have two dogs. Both are rescue dogs. And I've never met the one before. It might be newer. I'm not sure. But uh, I knock on the door and the dude's like, hey, okay, yeah, we just we want you to do the basement, but I got, I got, I'm going to take the dogs for a walk so you can get inside the house. Okay. So I'm standing out there. I'm standing outside kind of by the front door, and he comes out with two big dogs. One looks pretty like a pit bull. And he's pulling on their leashes, and what the, the one that's a, a pit bull is kind of coming towards me, and he's going, no, 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 no. And this thing takes a, like a swipe at my hand. Ooh. Yeah. And I pulled my hand away and it got me in the leg on my pants and where my, my, my work pants, my knees, they're, they're double reinforced and it didn't, the teeth did not go through the pants, but it left an, a tooth indentation. And I felt it. I felt this, this jaws of this dog get up onto my pants and give it a quick yank. So I texted the wife and just said, Hey, you know, this is what happened. Had it gotten a hold of my hand, I would have had to have gone to the hospital and probably filed a report of what dog bit me and said, you just started a new business, you and your husband. You know, I know dogs can be members of the family, but I would hate to see what would happen to somebody else and then what also happens to you legally and financially if something like that were to happen to the wrong person. Right. That. And all I got was, thanks, Doug. <laughs> Okay. That's that. That's the response I got. Yeah, that's tough because, you know, it, it and especially when it it comes a lot of times it is little kids, and I'm sure you've seen kids around dogs because kids don't know better and their parents aren't paying attention and you know a dog is there and a kid comes up and it's pulling on its tail and its ears and stuff and dog might take a nip at them and there's mm-hmm. there's varying levels of of different yeah. things but. It, it would be, and we're fortunate our dog would never bite anybody. That we, oh, at least we don't think so. But if that happened, that would, that would, that would be devastating. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you, you need to be, you are responsible for that dog. You need to make sure that it's in control. You make, need to make sure that it doesn't bite or hurt somebody in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. I was just kind of surprised, like, wow, you knew this. You knew this happened. And that's that's what you're going to get. Not even an apology. So, all right. And uh, moving on. There is one other thing I remembered. I, I got oh. a, an email. I got ordained six years ago. Uh-huh. I'm still waiting to perform my first wedding. But, oh, okay. But, I, but I'm able to do that. So. Oh, all right. Awesome. Moving on. Matt and Doug are at it again. Guess that sound and you are awesome. What movie will it be? I don't think you would get this unless you've seen this movie recently. Okay. Uh, the, and the I sent you four clips. Yeah, I had, to, I had to rethink how I was going to do this, but I, have, I think I'm going to get it right. Okay, so the second and third clips are not from the movie. Okay. 
And the fourth clip is from the movie. Okay, so here is the first clip. It's not Who Framed Roger Rabbit. No. Because it sounds kind of like Christopher Lloyd laughing there. Okay. All right, so. Oh, this clip is going to confuse you. Okay. Okay. It is not the wrong clip. Boy, using that Oriental Marshall bullshit on me is going to get real expensive. Could he, could he use that a couple days ago? Save me some time. That's uh-huh. Tex Cobb. Uh-huh. So, and that is Uncommon Valor. Mm-hmm. So it's either a movie that Tex Cobb was in. Uh-huh. All right, no clue. So second reveal? Yes. Disgusted at length. There, you see? You will wed her, bed her, and put a child in her. Surely you're capable of that. And if I refuse? You wanted to be rewarded for your valor in battle. Sansa Stark is a finer reward than you could ever dare hope for. That's Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. That's Tywin Lannister. I have no clue. <laughs> I don't even have a guess. Okay. okay here's the reveal. I said, I, 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 I want the knife. I was waiting for a please, but there's not. <laughs> um, it's when the golden child is kind of in that little hanging basket, and Randall Tex Cobb is watching him. He's kind of the dummy. And the, the golden child makes a can turn into a, a little dancing aluminum guy. Okay. And he does that little song and dance. I saw and the film t- one time. Okay. And then Tywin Lannister, who's the main bad guy, comes in and stomps on the can. As Randall Tex Cobb is going, huh, 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 huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, now. It's uh, Hank Kingsley. What? Hey now. Hey now. Hey Who's now. Hank Kins- hey now. It's Who's Hank Kinsley? From oh god, the Larry Sanders show. Mm. That was his uh that was his catchphrase. Oh, I never watched that show. So you have HBO Max or Max, right? Yeah. You don't even have to be familiar with the show. There's one episode of that show you should watch. Watch. It's called Hank's Sex Tape. Okay. It's fucking hilarious. All right. <laughs> so good. Right. So Imagine if 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 Peacock went the route that HBO Max did with their name change? It's just cock. <laughs> Probably wouldn't lose that many subscribers. But that, that's the, there's, there's too many services. Uh, there is. There is. And, you know, I have more than I should have. And one of huh. them I have because my son has it. So I use his account. How sad is that? That's yeah. Hulu. But is you know, Apple, Disney, uh, Max. Prime, Netflix. Paramount. Yeah, Prime I don't really count because Prime, I think just about everybody that has Prime, they have it for for the shipping. They don't have it for... And honestly, I know Prime is expensive. I think it's $130 a year now. But if you get any amount of packages from Amazon, Mm -hmm. 
you you save well more than that in the free shipping. Sure. So go on to the movie. Go on. Let's go. Let's do it. Haven't you used this before? No. You said you were going to use it at one time. I ain't never seen this movie before with Kurt Russell. And it also stars Kim Cattrall and a bunch of Chinese actors. Is this movie racist? Is Burton the white savior? Or does it portray the Chinese in a good light? Big trouble in Little China. Big trouble in Little China. Big trouble in Little China. With Kurt Russell. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This week we are doing Big Trouble in Little China, released July 2nd, 1986. It grossed $11 million on a $25 million budget. It was expected to be a big box office hit, but the studio didn't know how to market it, and it was released amidst the hype for Aliens. Had a 74% Rotten Tomato critic score and an 82% Rotten Tomato audience score. Blech. Directed by John Carpenter, best known for Go-Go versus Godzilla. Russell, best known for Jungle Boy on Gilligan's Island. He turned down the lead in Highlander to be in this. I don't know how he would have done a Scottish accent. <sighs> this film plays into his strengths, I think. Yeah, yeah it does. And, and maybe yeah. that it the role was adapted to him, but... I think that you can see Snake Plissken. You can see, oh God, what what was his character in the thing? Um, Mick McReady. McReady. You you can mm-hmm. see little bits and pieces of each of his characters and his other characters. Sure. And I I just don't see that in the Highlander. No, unless he was going to play the Kurgan. Right. Which I don't think he was. No. Uh, also starring Kim Cattrall, best known for this. There, there's two scenes in that film that I can watch a hundred times and I don't care. They're going to crack me the fuck up. Okay. That one and... That- and the it's a it's a single take where oh, Ball Breaker is talking to the principal yes. about wanting to do a police lineup, and everybody yes. is watching in the office, and they're trying not to laugh. Yeah, it, yeah. Ju- it just yeah they crack me up. Yes, also starring Dennis Dunn, best known for having character names of Mister Wong, Chang, Lee, Ming, and Doctor Fu. Unfortunately, he was typecast a little bit. Also starring James Hong, best known for Kung Fu Panda and Kung Fu Panda 2. And Victor Wong, best known for sticking a booger on his coat in The Golden Child. It had a body count of 46. Did you see this in the theater? First time I saw this was in the last five years. Okay. I had never seen this. I've seen bits and pieces, but 
I would I would have to say I probably saw 15 minutes total of this movie over the years. Okay. And we should say that this is, uh, what year is this again? 86? 86. Kim Cattrall. Total smoke show in this. Yeah. She looks spectacular. Yeah. Just fantastic. Yeah. Better than yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker has ever looked. Mm-hmm. I had to say that slowly so I didn't say Sarah <laughs> Jessica Sarah Jessica Parker? Yes. Yes. All right, so the movie starts. It is a 20th century Fox film. No themes or fanfare to go along with the 20th century logo. There's a guy interviewing a bus driver about what happened. And this guy's name is Egg Chen, and he's he drives a tourist bus in China, Francisco. Yeah, so, for, yeah forget it, Egg. It's Chinatown. Yeah. I watched this movie twice. Back in March, I watched it when I took notes on it. And then I went back to my notes and I was looking at the notes and go, and I went, I, I have no idea what half of this means. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I watched it again with my son last week and we were, he was asking me lots of questions about Chinatown. Why is there Chinatown? Are there other Chinatowns? Why? You know, and it's just, I, I had, he, I have to pause the movie because he tends to ask questions during important key parts that I just can't give a one word answer i have to explain things so how, how long does this, it take you to watch a movie so say a movie is just say two hours because it makes the math easy if mm-hmm. a movie is two hours how long does it take you to watch it to take notes three hours that's pretty good it's better than me yeah i try and type as much as i can while the movie is still rolling but there are times where i have to stop so yeah no yeah. i i get it and th- there is this scene confused me a little bit when I first started watching it because I thought this was in a courtroom at first because yeah. behind the guy who's talking to Egg, there's a stenographer. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that when lawyers were interviewing prospective clients, clients, they would have a stenographer taking notes. But apparently maybe that's the thing. I don't know. Well, they did it in The Postman Always Rings Twice. Okay. So then it's fact. <laughs> yes. And you should have known that already. Uh, but this lawyer, is this, is this guy Deep Throat from um, The X-Files? No, it can't what? be. It's in my, that's in my notes for some reason. Deep Throat on X-Files. Really? Oh, no. Okay. Actually, no. So there's, there's two guys from The X-Files. The first guy, Deep Throat, was Stephen Williams. Stephen Williams was the guy who was the second captain on 21 Jump Street. So that's definitely not him. Mm-hmm. Then there's Cancer Man. Cancer Man is the guy who was there for pretty much the entire series. He was there in the first episode, and he oh no, Smoking Man, Smoking Man, yes, yeah, Cigarette Man, Cancer it's in, Man. It, it's 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 in a Bare Naked Lady song. You should know that. Okay, of all the reasons I, hope, I should know that, um, I hope the Smoking Man's in this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm gonna. Keep going. I'm going to Google cigarette. <laughs> okay. Smoking All right. Man. But this guy, the smoking man, cancer man. Uh, but he asks if he knows where Jack Burton is. And Egg says, leave him out of this. Uh, and the, the lawyer says, well, this could be trouble. The half a city block was erupted in green flame. And Egg says, we are all in his debt. Yeah. He, then, he reiterates the fact that it was a green flame. Uh-huh. Like the explosion blue, is the lesser a, part that, of it. Not a blue flame when you light your farts. 
No, it's methane. What's like? La- when's the last time you lit a fart? I've never done that. You've never lit a fart. Nope, I've never had. I- Oh man, we used to do it all the time. And I told my boys that you can do it, but I'm afraid that I'll, if I show them, then they're going to try and do it. And, you know, I, if I did it, I, I would definitely say that I did it. I'd be, of fucking, course. No. <laughs> but you can't, you can't do it with like the, the polyester fabrics. That, I mean, all my boys wear are gym shorts, sweatpants, t-shirts, and, and hoodies. That's it. That's all they wear. And, you know, when I was a kid, we all wore blue jeans all the time. And you could get away with lighting your farts with blue jeans. But now this shit, you touch a flame to it, poof, it's going to go up in a second. Okay, so I Cigarette can't. Smoking Man was played by William B. Davis. He was not in this movie. Oh, all right. Sorry. But that's all right. But the lawyer says, well, I want to be your attorney. And then Egg says, well, then they have this exchange. You really believe in magic? In Chinese black magic? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Are you still serious about this? And uh, monsters and ghosts as well, I suppose. Oh, sure. And sorcery. And I suppose that uh, you expect me to believe in sorcery as well. Of course. Why? Because it's real. How can I know that, Mr. Shen? How? Yes, how? Uh, Help me out here. Please, how? Do you believe in magic? Scooby-dooby-doo-bop. Scooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-doo-bop. Yeah, magic. What was that? Yeah, I just get deuce chills. Listen to that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but Egg holds his hands up. And there's blue lightning in between. Yeah, I, I have. He, he's the emperor in my notes. Yeah. And he says, that was nothing. It starts off small. And we go to credits. And we go to an eight-wheeler, 18-wheeler. <laughs> eight-wheeler. Never eight, heard of yeah. that. <laughs> Going, rolling down the road. And it's Kurt Russell just speaking mindless nonsense on the CB. Yeah, and he's hauling ass in the rain. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing sunglasses. And he's eating a big fucking sub at the same time. Yeah. yeah, he is. While he's talking on the CB. There's no, like, Bluetooth headphones or anything. But he's talking about getting a showdown and have you, have you paid your dues and the check is... Yeah, it's, it's just random blah, 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 blah. But we get an establishing shot that shows us where in the country we are, which yeah. is what? The Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the Golden Gate Bridge. Yes. And yeah, and then scenes of Chinatown and he pulls in to wait, wait. It's it, it's it's where there's a lot of like police shootouts. But he one thing he says that's a little bit interesting in this because this is before all of the the things that happen in this film. He's kind of an alien truther. Okay. Cuz amongst the things he's talking about, there's no way that we're alone in the universe and blah 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 blah. blah. And but the the truck pulls into Chinatown and it's got a cargo of eel pe- penis. I don't even know why I have that, but okay. There, there's geese in cages, or it's just Doug farting. One of the two. But mm-hmm. thing, I fucking hate geese, and he's just laying on the horn. Yeah, and well, you, when you I said this is a place where like police shootouts take place. You know what I'm talking about, right? Right. It's a set. Yes. Well, it's like a. It's like big warehouses on either side. Big ass alley with. Places for lots of places for trucks to park. You usually see cop cars like running into 
piles of cardboard boxes in these places. Right, and the but, A-team, like, shooting and not hitting anybody. Yes. And my question is, is he hauling produce? Nope. It's pigs. And there's some gambling game going on, and one of the guys who's kind of moderating it removes a bowl and says, Fight! Could you tell what was there? Was it scorpions? Was it cockroaches? I couldn't tell what he had uncovered and, and what was fighting. No, I, I didn't catch that. I, the first thing I caught as far as that was they're playing a game of odd or even, which I think is some variation on dominoes. All right. And there's a doggy, so it's important to mention. And there's chickens that are being carted around in a baggage cart from the airport. Okay. All right. But I, I had a question. I don't know that much about 18-wheelers or 8-wheelers. I don't know much mm-hmm. about either. On It is very, very common on the back. They have the, the naked lady mud flaps. Yes. Is there a name for the thing on the front grill? Because he has like a woman sitting. And it says haul an ass? Yes. Is there, an, <laughs> no. is there a name for that? The thing no. on the front of the I grill? Don't thi- I don't think so. But the, the whole... Other even thing, a guy quits after he loses, and there's only two people left playing. Who are the two people left? Well, it's Jack and, and well, Wang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, well, I'm surprised that didn't come up more. <laughs> what, Wang? Yeah. Hey, like, Wang! <laughs> don't tell me you're Jewish. Okay, fine. <laughs> but no, it's but it's daylight now. There's a lot of weird, okay, it's day, it's night, it's day, yeah. it's night things yeah. in this film. And Jack knows Wang. And Jack is kind of taken Wang to town uh, in these gambling games. And, well, Wang has an idea. Ah, well, it breaks my heart to do this, Wang. But I figure next time I'm down here, you just gang up on poor old Jack so fast, he won't know what the hell happened. No. Ah, sure, easy come, easy go, huh, Wang? No. Not next time. Now. Is this going to get ugly now? Huh? I hope not. Because I thought what we were here, racial differences notwithstanding, was just a couple of old friends, you know, just both of us Californians. Ah, shit, Wang, it's only a game. Hey, Wang, what's with the pictures? It's a party yeah, one. Come on, will you? This knife cuts this ball in half. Nothing to double. Bullshit. Nothing to double, Jack. Why, man? Don't be stupid. I need the money. I got near a thousand bucks here, Wang. One thousand one hundred forty-eight, Jack. Is he Rain Man? I maybe. Well, I mean, Asian people are usually pretty good at math. No, I'm just thinking it's the toothpick thing where he can say there's exactly so many toothpicks. Okay, yeah. you are actually correct, by the way. The guy who played the lawyer is Jerry Hardin, and he played Deep Throat Ronald. I guess there are two Deep Throats in oh. X-Files, that's why. All right. But he huh. did play Deep Throat in the X-Files, so you are correct. Hi. Hey, how about that? Yeah, but uh, Jack says, no, not that bottle, this bottle. And Wang tries to cut the bottle with a knife, and it, it instead of breaking the bottle, it flings the bottle at Jack. And he catches it. Yeah, and this and, is in the trailer. And, okay. I, do you watch the trailers before no, you watch I, films? I, I do not. I, I usually I do. do. And you forgot to mention that at this point, at least, Wang has an indie hat on. Oh, yeah, he does, doesn't he? So, so I said yeah. indie would come up again, come up again but, later. But well. Wang says, oh, it always works at home. And then Jack says, 
fuck you, pay me. <laughs> it's from Goodfellas. Goodfellas, yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Wang says, well, I don't have that kind of money. I don't have it uh, on me. <laughs> yeah. Wang owns a restaurant. And Wang says to Jack, come to the restaurant. And then that's when Jack says, no, fuck you. Pay me now. And then Jack says, or Wang says, um, follow me. And again, Jack says, no, fuck you. You're getting in my truck. But they have to go to the airport first to pick up a girl. Right. And is there is there really good parking at the airport for an 18-wheeler? Well, it's also, you know, this is, I'm assuming, SFO, San Francisco International. All right. And even even back in pre-9-11 days, you could not just get right up to the gate for an international flight. <laughs> no, I don't think. Yeah, because they got to go through customs and stuff. But I, I don't know why this is in my notes. I never did a girl from China. But uh, Jack says Wang looks nervous. And the girl in the picture and the girl, I just refer to her as Wang's girl for the rest Wang's. of my notes. All right. Instead of uh, Lee Chan or something. I don't know what her actual character name was. But I thought that she actually kind of looks like Kim Cattrall in a way. You think so? Yeah. At first, the yeah. picture that he showed him, I thought that was Kim Cattrall, and I thought uh, they were doing like a Jerry Lewis thing with that one <laughs> film. It was like, okay, or, this is really problem- problematic. Or, or John Wayne playing Genghis, Genghis Khan. Khan. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he's yeah, he's showing her the picture. He's I'm going to marry her, and that they've known each other since kids, but he hasn't seen her in five years, and well, lo and behold, she has green eyes. That will come up multiple times. And... um. You brought up that, that Jack says, Wang, you seem nervous. And that's when Wang says, oh, that's why the bottle didn't slice. So now they're at the airport. Jack sees Kim Cattrall. Don't know her name yet. Yes. Yeah. And he goes, whoa. Uh, there's a girl grabs a box off the belt, which must mean like the luggage carousel. But Wang says that Kim Cattrall's character, once again, don't know her name yet, is trouble. Mm-hmm. And... Jack doesn't care, and he goes over to her, and did you see what he was wearing? It was a tank top, right? Um, he's wearing a uh, foam front mesh back trucker hat, Harley. Oh, okay. But he, he has, has a question for Kim Cattrall's character. Can I ask you a serious question? Absolutely not. Well, then would you ever consider just jumping right into Sure, but never with a person in your condition. Well, let's talk about my condition, just what's wrong with it. You should try standing down when where I am. It's Miller time. You know what I say when it's Miller time? Oh. Wait a minute. Hey! Don't! Don't what? Lords of Death, street gang, punks from Chinatown. This isn't good. What are they doing here? I don't think you can have major mob activity at the airport. No. <laughs> Even in 1986, there is still security there. Right. Right. Yeah, but uh, Kim is there to pick up another girl. Yes. And the gang has eyes on her, and Jack is kind of seeing what's going on. And the th- the three thugs grab Kim's girl. Jack stops, and the thug pulls out a butterfly knife, yep. and then some other long weapon. Well, it's a collapsible baton. Okay, that's what it is. And then they grab Wang's girl also. Well, well he says, where did you get that? <laughs> yeah. But he, he's twirling the baton, the, the bad guy. He's twirling the baton like David Lee Roth. So... Jack takes out a gun and shoots him and walks away. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. That's that's Temple of... Oh, no, that's, that's Raiders of Lost Ark. That's um, Raiders of Lost Ark. Yeah, he, he would have fought him, but he had diarrhea. But the other girl, 
um, gets taken. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I noticed Jack has some fancy boots. Is he? And is he at this point? Is he wearing this? This? These were kind of big in high school, especially if you'd gone to like Mexico over spring break. You know what I'm talking about? Like the poncho. The, the, corona, the corona poncho with the hood? No, with he's not wearing He's wearing a, a, I think he's just wearing a wife beater, but he has these suede or textured lace up boots. They're, All they're, right. They're not cowboy boots. They're, they're like soft, like pleather. <laughs> All right. Like it, he's, he's going LARPing later or he's going to a Renaissance fair. <laughs> okay. But uh, Kim Cattrall and the other girl are hiding behind a hugs and kisses van out in the parking uh-huh. lot. Yes, and Jack and Wang go after. They're in the they're in the the parking garage, and they almost get mowed down by a Camaro with the three thugs. I thought it was a Firebird, but okay. Well, Firebird, Camaro, tomato, tomato. Sure. Uh, and Wang's girl is stuffed in the back, and well, this this happens. Son of a bitch must pay. All right, what's going on, Wang? Why'd they steal your girl? Hey, you tell me. How come it's not safe to walk in Central Park, huh? Or give a stranger a lift anymore? Because the world's full of crazy people, Jack. Hoodlums. That American girl back at the airport seemed to know something was up. Stay away from her, Jack. She's nuts, too. She's a lawyer. She's a what? Oh, come on! What the hell? They got this sort of clubhouse thing, you know, where they all hang out. Sharpen their knives, huh? I can't ask Where is it? Thank you, Jack. Yeah, at the tail end of that, Wang starts to say that he can't ask for help, but Jack's all in. Mm-hmm. And this is some very John Carpenter-esque music. Oh, the like, synth, synthy tunes? Dun, 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 dun. You, that, I could, you could put that music in Escape from New York or The Thing. It probably is. Some variant of it. He's probably using yes. the same like Korg keyboard, and Joey will say, no, that was actually a Yamaha MM659. Uh-huh. Because he would know that. Uh, but now Mr. Egg Shen, the bus driver, is giving a tour. Well, wait, wait hold, hold on just one second. I don't know if you caught this or not. They, there's a steakhouse. I think it's a steakhouse or a restaurant. And at the top of the the sign, if you will, for, for there's two dragons on either side that are, that are facing each other. Okay. And, I did not catch this, so tell and, me more. And, and then what is in the middle? I don't know. Uh, a penis. <laughs> oh, is it really? Well, it's... A phallic shape. Oh. But now we, now we see Egg, which is the first uh-huh. time we've seen him since he was talking to uh, Deep Throat, apparently. Yes. Um, you have a clitoris in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to be reenacting Deep, Deep Throat. throat. With Linda Lovelace and Harry Reams. Um, yeah, they're going, he's going head to head with Jack. Well, hold on a second. So he, he's giving his tour because he said he was a tour guide and he's mm-hmm. spinning a tail. And this was interesting because he has a, a bus kind of, and it is not truly a, a double decker bus, but it has seating on the top of it. Mm-hmm. And all the people on the bus are not. They're, they're all white people. Yeah. And they're all taking pictures because they're in Chinatown. And Carpenter did this as kind of a role reversal of you know, the stereotypical Japanese tourist taking pictures of everything. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, okay. now, now Jack is driving up the alley or up the street towards the tour bus, and tour bus is driving the other way. And I think it is Wang says this to Jack. Holy shit, we're head to head. I can't believe we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Wang tells them to go down an alley. They do go, they go down the alley and they try to talk to some old bag. And <laughs> what, what is what is she doing on the balcony? Is she sweeping or beating a rug or something? She's choking a chicken. <laughs> is she? Yeah. I mean, literally, she is choking she, a chicken. All right. But yeah, she goes inside and then there's a Chinese guy that we've seen before in the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's dressed like a bum. And it, it, it turns out that this is... Lopan. Lopan, yes. And now there's a funeral parade coming down the alley. And Wang says, oh, these are the good guys. The fighting tanks. Okay. But then from behind the truck comes the dude from Die Hard. The candy bar thief from Die Hard. <laughs> yes. And he's got a cleaver. And they are enemies of the funeral guys. And I, I got a little bit confused with who was who because there's yes, there's black guys with like red turbans and piping and then there's black guys i mean black um what do, what do outfits. you call those outfits with like gold piping and then there's mm-hmm. guys wearing white and but there's a gunshot in the air and jack has a knife which is a recurring theme where jack has a knife a lot of the time rather than a gun mm-hmm. but there's lots of gunfire from one gang and the other gang doesn't have any weapons well yeah I- until they do <laughs> Right. Yeah. They're getting mowed down. The funeral guys are getting mowed down. And then till all of a sudden they've got guns and they, they come firing out. And then they have a big battle royale with hand weapons without guns. And th- there are three gangs here, right? And th- then there's I a think, fourth. Yeah. I th- again, I'm a little, I was a little bit confused as well, but Wang says it's a Chinese standoff. Oh, oh yeah. It, that's exactly right. He says it's a, a Chinese standoff. And then Jack says, what does the fuck is the Chinese down here? <laughs> I actually had that clip and I had to repull it anyway because it was beeped. <laughs> oh, from the last hey. time I used it. Oh, yeah. Wow. We didn't use that for, uh, that's right. From hot dog. Back. Yeah. You, we were still beeping stuff out at hot dog. Yes. But wow. as Jack and Wang are in the van, they're just kind of like looking back and forth and saying, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. Tons of stuff is going on around them. And the, the coffin from the funeral is destroyed. And that gang, the good gang, if you will, picks up the body. And then that's where, where it was happening, a uh, Chinese standoff. And then there's a lot of hand-to-hand, or I call it close quarters fighting. Mm-hmm. And one thing I thought was really cool is one guy takes a two-by-four, and he puts it behind another guy's head. And then he knees the guy in the face, and it breaks the board behind yes. his head. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But Jack and Wang are just watching. Yeah, they're just sitting there kind of at the mercy of the action that's occurring around them. And then a bunch of green light and smoke occurs, and a guy comes flipping out of there with a big hat that looks like a guy from Street Fighter. I said Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Okay, okay, you're right, Mortal Kombat. I didn't play Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat or any of those games. I was never big into fighting games, and he's got what I'd call a huge lampshade on his head. Yes, it's huge. It's like four feet across, man. And I did not realize this. This guy's name is Lightning. All right. And there's another guy. His name is Thunder. Uh I caught that at the tail end of this film. But the guy is sliding down Lightning like a rope. And Mm -hmm. I'd love to know how they did the effect because it's actually pretty cool. 
Sure. And there are three of them. I don't know what their names are. I just call them the Mortal Kombat guys for the most part. But uh, the gangs in unison, the other gangs, kind of start to join up against these three guys, and they're fighting at them. And this is where I got a little bit confused, because all the guys in Lopan's gang all wear black with red piping. Mm-hmm. And the black with red piping was one of the gangs I was involved in this that is actually shooting at the Mortal Kombat guys. Yeah, again, I'm a little I was a little bit confused as to who was who and what was going on. But the three guys, the three Mortal Kombat guys are doing the with their hands. And what kind of weapons and, do they have? Oh god. One guy's got like a big back scratcher and another guy's got like spinning spoons on his hands. <laughs> yes, I I have spinning forks. Okay. Yes. Maybe they were yeah. sporks, I don't know. Right. And, and Jack wants to know what the fuck is going on and Wang says no questions, just get out of here. Yeah. He tries, uh, or he drives at them, at the three guys, and they get out of the way. Two, and well, then, no, only two of the two of the three step aside, and the other guy just kind of flies up over the top of the truck. All right, but then the guy who is dressed as a bum is now in green, and he's super tall, and, and he's he wearing—I gives... call it kabuki makeup. Well, that's what the theater looks like. Bukaki. No, kabuki. (laughs) Kabuki, not bukuki. Not bukaki, no. You make up. All right. But this guy gives the G spot. Come here. He hooks the G to motion Jack to run over him, which Jack does. Jack runs over him, and Wang says, it's Lopan. And Jack gets out, and suddenly Lopan is there. And Lopan makes some crazy-ass noise, and his eyes light up. And beams of light come out of his mouth and his eyes, and then this happens. Don't look at it! I already did! Marion, don't look at it. Shut your eyes, Marion. Don't look at it, no matter what happens. Low band, come on! I can't see! It's okay, it's okay, it's only temporary. Hibernation sickness. I can't see. Your eyesight will return in time. So, they they run off someplace else. Wang leads Jack down like an alley, and then he splashes some some water from the street into Jack's face. Mm Mm-hmm. And that fixes his eyes. And he now has HPV. (laughs) Right. But he says, yeah. uh, the Lords of Death are here. Uh, and Jack says, what about my truck? And Wang says, forget it. And just like in they, not not they, yeah, it is in They Live. They they climb in a window to an abandoned building. And mm-hmm. one of the gang members is there. It's almost exactly the same. And that's another Carpenter film. Yes, it is. But we've done, we've done a lot of Carpenter films. And we vetoed some Carpenter films. But Jack wants to know who these guys were. Lords of Death controlled by the Wing Kong, Jack. Lords of Death just errand boys for the Wing Kong. Great. Who wiped out all those yellow turpins up there, huh? I mean, those guys were winning. He says it was the storms, the three storms. Three guys did all that. Listen, what about that? Whatever it was, I ran straight through. Uh-huh. Someone has come down the stairs, so Jack and Wang jump into the fireplace. I'm, I'm guessing they're going to use the flu network. Yeah. It's a Harry 
Potter thing. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah it's where they Nerd. use the fireplaces too. Yeah. Okay, G.I. Yeah, Joe boy. Okay. G.I. Joe's way cooler than Harry Potter. Come on, I got Destro and the Baroness and Major Blood. Yeah, but you don't have Ginny Weasley. No, I don't. Uh, but this is where he loses his Corona shirt. And now he's in his tank top. And he looks good, man. He 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 trained really hard to get in shape for this movie. I mean, not Kevin Costner good. <laughs> okay. But he's got the hair. Sure. And he's got the body. And there, there's a bunch of garbage in the stuff that they're, they're kind of crawling through. And then they get out into the street. And Jack's big concern is his truck. And mm-hmm. Wang asks about insurance. And Jack wants to call the cops. But Wang says something that Jack reiterates later about cops and... What does Wang say about the cops? Mm, we don't want them to get hurt. No, they have better stuff to do than to get oh. killed. But then uh, Jack and Wang. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Jack and yes. Wang are, well, that's. Paraphrasing Doug. Jack and Wang are at his restaurant and Jack is on the phone to his insurance company. Mm-hmm. Mutual Fidelity Insurers of Sacramento. Yeah, well, there's got to be a listing, honey. I pay them six Gs a year in premiums. China is here, Mr. Burton. Yeah, go ahead. All right. The Chan Sing. Yeah, okay. The Wing Kong. They've been fighting for centuries. What does that mean? Huh? China is here. I don't even know what the hell that means. All I know is this Lopan character comes out of thin air in the middle of a goddamn alley while his buddies are flying around on wires cutting everybody to shreds and he just stands there waiting for me to drive my truck straight through him with light coming out of his mouth. Jack, please. And the uncle is concerned because he wants to know when this happened. And actually, I suppose he probably says, um, oh, where is it? 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 Where? Oh, I don't have it. I thought. What, what, what was it that you were looking for? Wait a second. How did that happen? No, that's not it. I haven't I, heard that one before. <laughs> I thought I had. When the hell did this happen? I thought I had that. I guess I did. Oh, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's, it's from uh, Back to the Future. Oh. Where when Marty's telling the brother that the, the car oh, got all busted yes. up. Jimmy, oh, he's telling Jimmy Olsen about the truck. But who shows up now? Eddie. Eddie, who's in a suit. Eddie. <laughs> Half. <laughs> wow, we're going deep on the Eddie Murphy last uh-huh. couple of weeks. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, Eddie comes. He's the new maitre d' of the restaurant. And Eddie kind of gives a little bit of an info dump on what's going on. And that was your abandoned truck. Abandoned like hell. Yeah, r- Hello. Hello! Ha ha ha, Bad news. The Lords of Death stole it after you ran away. They stole my truck. Uh-huh. Take it easy, Jack. You're with friends. We'll find it for you. You're damn right you will, Wang. And my money. And time is money to a guy like me. And your phone is dead, by the way. How do you think I feel, Jack? I lost the whole girl. The Lords of Death, they were only on the stupid joyride, see? Not acting on any orders from the Wing Kong. They just wanted a girl to sell. And Miao Yin got in the way. Plus, I found out the skirmish you guys stumbled into. Lopan, the word is, ordered the boss of the Chang Sing, Mr. Lem Lee, assassinated. That was his funeral. It was a war, Eddie. What are you doing here? Don't panic. It's only me, Gracie Law. Okay, a couple things. First of all, mm-hmm. Wang has a little bit of a man crush on Jack. Not that you there's anything so? wrong with that. Because Eddie says that he's that Wang has told him all about Jack. Because it's the first okay. time they've met. And who just showed up? Kim Cattrall. Uh, Gracie. We find out her name is Gracie. And 
I'm a little surprised that she shows up here because I expected her to actually be someplace else. Seven I think we'll find what we're looking for at the Station Institute in Sausalito. A pair of humpback whales named George and Gracie. I was grasping at us a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because she's not in she's not in Star Trek Four. No, but Gracie. She's in undis- Gracie. Oh, oh well, she's in Undiscovered Country. Yes, yes. Valeris. You know, originally that was supposed to be Kirstie Alley. No, not Kirstie Alley. It's supposed to be her character, Kirstie Alley's character. Oh, and I can't believe I can't come up with that off the top of my head. Savick. It was supposed Savick. to be Savick, and. I can't remember who it was. Somebody had a problem. They said that Savick would never do what Valeris does. Mm. But Jack comes over and he's flirting with her right oh, away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the it's... uncle wants to know why she's there. Well, he tells that the um the girl with the green girls with green eyes cost more. That's why they stole her and they took to sell to the white tigers and maybe we can buy her back. I don't, I'm just, I'm not really following all these gangs and stuff. And even all the shit that Eddie just said in that clip still doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah. I, the, the gang thing I never got straight, but you're right. Green eyes it's, is really rare. It's, yeah. it's the equivalent of the ability to deep throat and it, it, it takes permits many money more. But the uncle is, and I, I, I actually do have take permits many money more. But the uncle is talking about Lopan as a badass. But Wang says, oh, no, no, no. He's, he's, he's exaggerating how powerful Lopan is. Mm-hmm. But Wang has a great idea. And what's the great idea? Um, all I have is that Wang has an idea. The soundtrack from Risky Business kicks in. Sounds so much like Tangerine Dream. <laughs> And there's a weird transition, like a pinhole transition. And even my son says, that was kind of weird. But they're driving around in a Mary Kay car. <laughs> a pink Cadillac. <laughs> and, oh, and Jack is going to be a buyer. And do you know what he's wearing? Uh, he's wearing his outfit from used cars. Yes, he is. <laughs> it's in stereo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he goes in and he's talking. I'm assuming that's the house madam. Sure. I, I talked to one of those once when, when in, down in Columbia, when <laughs> our foreign exchange student's boyfriend, we were at a restaurant and he took me to a whorehouse and they brought out all these chicks in bikinis for me to pick. And I, till, I've told this story on the podcast, yes. haven't I? Uh, and to this, that. to this day, I don't know if he, if he was, if my dad had actually said, go get the boy a blowjob or something. <laughs> Or if this guy was just kind of showing me, like, yeah, I got to show you this. This is this will kind of freak you out a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. But see, if that had happened to me, I'd be like, you hooker. <laughs> yeah. But outside, another car pulls up. I think it's a, a gremlin. I'm not sure. Okay. And, but uh, Kim Cattrall's character, Gracie, says she knows that car, and she goes over <laughs> and gets into it. And who is in the other car? It's a reporter. The only other white person in this movie. Oh, no, and except the tourists on and they, the, they and don't, the lawyer. They don't, they don't count. They really don't count. Hey, anything with deep throat counts. Sure. Did but, you hear that goose? <laughs> yes. But Jack is, and this is the difference between, because this would all be automated and online, and they'd probably have like an iPad, the uh-huh. iPad of horrors. But he's browsing, I call it the book of horrors. Okay. <laughs> yes. Another younger madam comes out 
Yeah. And he wants a girl with green eyes. But she and, asks cash or charge. And you know who Jerry Springer was, right? Sure. Yes. Do you know what brought down Jerry Springer's political career? No. He paid for a hooker with a check. Really? Yes. And, I mean, check is a step below using a charge card, but you got to use cash for that shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And Yeah. But the madam says that Chinese girls do not come with green eyes. And he says, well, this one's fresh off the boat. And the madam goes through a secret door, not with Jack, and Meow, is that how you say her name? Meow? Or? Uh, no, I, I say it Wang's fiance. Okay, is there. She's tied up. And back outside in the car in the rain, Wang is getting impatient. And God damn, say, well, you he, have my exact notes here. <laughs> he's only been here for 10 minutes. Yeah, Eddie says to give Jack a minute. And now, now Jack is in with a whore, no offense yes. to the woman. And it's not Meow. And Just some other whore. He, he asks how long she's been in country, because so, apparently he was in Vietnam. <laughs> right. But she's been there three months, and he wants to know where she's from. And where is she from originally? I don't know. Hong Kong. Okay. And he asks how it works. And this is a thing where, obviously, with today's political climate and today's headlines and stuff, you know, sex trafficking and selling people into sex slavery is kind of like a big headline item but he asks how it works and she's like just take off your tie (laughs) yeah can can we just please get this over with and there's an earthquake except it's not an earthquake what is it it's the building is is shaking wang sees green light he says oh shit and the three mortal combat combat guys come through the sea oh pardon me yeah there's a there's a green plasma ball that like blows the the ceiling up or makes a hole in the ceiling, and everybody is scattering. It's it's very similar to if there was a, a, a bust, like the cops had bust in. Right. And this is where, in my notes, it says, I cannot believe something did not happen here. Can like you what? fill in that blank? The Scooby-Doo. No, no. Ch- hallway chasing. I cannot believe there were no random Oops. titties here. Shame on you, John Car- Carpenter. Shame on you. <laughs> How often does John Carpenter show boobs? Halloween. I mean, okay, well, Halloween, yes. Anything else? The Thing. There's no boobs in The Thing. Yeah, there is. There's no, there's no women in The Thing. Okay, see, now you're being a little bit more specific. But... <laughs> yeah, nothing in Escape from New York. Nothing in They Live. Really? There's nothing in Escape from New York? No. No. No, nothing th- in... th- when... when Snake first gets in and he's talking to the girl in like the the little peanut hut place. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I know there's no boobs there. I don't. I'm pretty sure the carpenter's not a boob guy. Okay, but anyway, um, the bed with Wang's girl is shaking, and Mm -hmm. the roof is ripped open. The madam screams. Uh, Lightning strikes the madam, and this is when the Mortal Kombat guys come floating down, and Jack sees this and he punches one of them several times, which does nothing. And but then he gets kicked, and they take Meow, and they take Jack to Gracie's law office, and then we get a little bit more information. I mean, were these guys? I mean, the, these storms. What are they? Magicians? Yeah, sort of. It's hard to explain. Try real hard. Here, drink. If the storms have Mao Yun, there's only one place they could take her. Lopan. 
Yes. The godfather of Little China, Mr. David Lopan. You mean the David Lopan that's chairman of the National Orient Bank and owns the Wing Kong Import-Export Trading Company, but who's... Uh, he's an importer. Importer. And exporter. He's an importer-exporter. In years? Who the hell are you, anyway? Oh, well, I'm, I'm Margot Litzenberger. I'm with the uh, Berkeley People's Herald. I've been trying to get somebody, anybody from the press to listen to me about this, Burton. And it's just not possible that you actually saw David Lopan. Because the bastard's afraid to show his face. He's got more enemies. He's got Malian. I'm going over there and get her back. The Berkeley People's whatever paper? Right. Is is that the equivalent of like the free paper that gets thrown on your, your driveway every Thursday? <laughs> or the um the Shepherd Express? Yeah. Oh sure. There you yeah. Go. Yeah. That's, That's a very, sure. very localized reference. Yes, it is. Well, but, look how the onion took off. That was a Wisconsin thing. That was a Milwaukee. Madison thing, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Wang wants to go to the Wing Kong Exchange. Yeah, he wants to go it's, into the lion's den. It's the most dangerous cutthroat den of man. Men. Come on. I'm sorry. I, I, miss, I miss that. I, it's, it's the most dangerous cutthroat den of man, mad men. Okay, I have no clue. Scum and villainy. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you you you, you led into that totally wrong. You, yeah, you, you didn't did. give me anywhere to go with that. That's no, I I'm, I'm blaming that on you. Okay, but uh, <laughs> Jack and Wang get there. Yeah, Jack's going too, and they show up and they walk past security security like they belong there. Well, before he says it, Jack says something to Wang. He's like, "This is going to take Cracker Jack timing," and he was born ready. And as they're walking, I'm questioning. Why the fuck is he carrying a phone? Well, because they're pretending they're phone guys. Yeah, it's a phone company gig, like they're a repairman. And that actually is is kind of brilliant. And the way they uh-huh. pull it off, they say one of the best ways to get into any kind of secured place is have a ladder or have a uh like a a vest. You know, one of those green vests yeah, with like the thing. I Nobody questions anybody with those. I can't I can't remember what it was, but it was some hidden camera show where they just let guys with bladders and vests walk into these places and just people just let them go in. And I think some guy like got into a bunch of free concerts doing that. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a guy I know I've seen like YouTube clips of a guy who basically got backstage to tons of concerts by very similar things. But in this location, there are a ton of Buddha statues. Mm-hmm. And this is, there, there's probably at least a hundred different Buddhas in this film. I don't think any of them survive the film. No, I don't think so either. But Wang and Jack go down into the basement and Wang is shocked and they actually fell for it. But they're keeping up the subterfuge because there is a camera that they see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eddie and Gracie are talking with the uncle and Mr. Egg because he's an expert on Lopan. Uh, Gracie says that she wants to go bang down the door, but Mr. Egg is just talking some gobbledygook. Well, he and the uncle are, are, t- are doing something with coins and some other kind of mysticism. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I don't know what this is supposed to be. I'm, I'm sure it, there's something to it, but I don't know what it is. And Wang actually did something that was kind of funny when Wang and Jack got down to the basement. There's some, some Chinese writing on like a door. And Jack says, well, what is that? And Wang just kind of fucks with him and says it's like something like super dangerous. And it's like, no, it just says keep out. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. we they go find back dra- to Jack they, and Wang. They find drag marks on the ground, 
which them to an, uh, a secret door. Yeah, Wayne and... finds the, the switch to the secret door awfully quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an elevator, and they get in, and it's basically just got buttons to go down, and it stops, and the lights go out. After after two seconds, it just goes down, and then mm-hmm. we cut back to Egg and... The uncle. Talking. Of course, the Chinese mix everything up. <laughs> Look at what they have to work with, huh? There's Buddhism, Confucianism, and Taoist alchemy and sorcery. We take what we want and leave the rest. Just like your salad bar. But there's one thing even David Lopan must acknowledge. All movement in the universe is caused by tension between positive and negative furies. So when the furies are out of balance. As they are in Lopan, who is cursed. <laughs> then the people turn into demon and live forever. Repulsive and evil. Existing only to plague the living. Well then, I, I, I mean, what you're saying is this David Lopin, what, what is he, a, a ghost? He plays at being a man. Creature of vast, dark, destructive power. All right. We're out this hatch and back up the cables. That sound like a brilliant idea or what? Jack, the cable is three stories high and covered with grease, Jack. Exactly. It's real and we can touch it, so at least we know where we stand, huh? Yeah, in deep shit. In that clip, the two old guys are talking about stuff, and one of them says something about positive and negative furries. And is that like somebody's a furry that's a bear, and somebody's a furry that's a rabbit, and and one's a top and one's a bottom? I didn't understand uh-huh. what that was supposed to mean. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not sure either. I would love to go to a furry convention out in Las Vegas and see the wild and crazy shit that happens at those things. I. I, I think it, it goes back to what we talked to about a couple of weeks ago, going to a a donkey show, where it, in theory it's one thing, but you see you're just kind of like, it it, it taints it's, your it's, soul. It's a woman fucking a donkey. <laughs> Felt kind of bad for him. But the elevator that Jack and Wang in are in is starting to flood. Mm-hmm. And yes, they swim down. Well, they open the door and they swim out, and there's a bunch of skeletons that are chained to the floor. And where does Wang say that they are? I don't know. The hell of the upside down sinners. I do not understand what that means. There's, you know what? There might be some Chinese mythology that they never really explain, or maybe they just make some shit up that they don't have to explain. Yeah, that's that's fair. Okay, but they reach the surface, and one of the three Mortal Kombat combat guys is is there looking down at them. Yeah, but now Wang is in a wheelchair, and Jack is also in a wheelchair, and he is beaten, being beaten with a ball that's being controlled by the Force. No, he's he's not in a wheelchair yet. Wang oh, is not. in a wheelchair. Jack is sitting there. He's like, "Come on!" And the guy takes out like a red rubber ball. Uh huh. <laughs> Jack says, "Fight like a man," and the guy just. The ball levitates and then just hits Jack in the chest. Right. And yeah. Yeah. And now we go to the Mortal Kombat guys. All of them are dressed like the black gang with the red piping. And now both Jack and Wang are in Mm -hmm. wheelchairs Mm -hmm. and they're walled, they're wheeled into a hall of Buddhas. Yes. They're blindfolded. And then the the blindfolds are, are cut off with a knife. Which it looked real sketchy the way that the, that dude cut those blindfolds off. Okay, be careful, man. Don't cut his ear. But uh, 
Wang says he doesn't like the looks of this. Where are we? You are nowhere. And then Lopan wheels in and he is really old and his his head looks like a grizzled old ball sack. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Look, we came here to see David Lopan. All right. Ah? David Lopan. And you have succeeded, Mr. Burton. What? You? Uh, I don't get this at all. I thought Lopan. Shut was- up, Mr. Burton. You are not brought upon this world to get it. Come on, Lopin is like... Nothing uh, you can understand. There are many mysteries, many unanswerable questions, even in a life as short as yours. Yeah, well, the way I see it doesn't mean we shouldn't ask, like, where's my truck? You're not looking for a truck. You're looking for a girl. A girl with green eyes. Yes. She must be something extraordinary. Oh, I'm not about to waste another 2,000 years. Well, there can't be many Chinese girls running around with green eyes these days. They are not, and if it were. So beggars can't be choosers. But I can. Tell me about Miao Yin, huh? Uh, what province is she from? Hunan? Uh, her mother? Her father? He must be a holy man. I must know. You got a tongue, Dave. Ask her yourself. If I did me tell her, huh? You didn't call me tell her, If you have an influence over your youthful friend, you better exert it now. Otherwise, I will have both of you roll off to the hell where people are skinned alive. It's that simple, understand? Are you crazy? Is that your problem? No, he means it, Jack. My problem is this place. This place is my tomb. I'm buried here. A young man, a king, a warrior. is entombed in this old man's crippled body. The guy who plays Lopan, James Hong, mm-hmm. his voice is perfect for this role. Yes, it is. Absolutely, and, it is. And the way he he's talking to Jack, and the the tone to it, it, it is awesome. It, it it works for this film. But the next thing that Lopan says is, "All he needs is a woman." He's like, oh, "Yeah, I know that feeling." <laughs> yes, but with green eyes to make him young again. And I will marry her, and then the curse will be lifted. And he must appease his demon to get his body back, and there has to be a girl that will embrace the naked blade. And Jack's like, whatever. <laughs> right. I'm going to go off and rule the universe from beyond the grave. Uh, and, and that, yeah, Jack says, indeed. Or check yourself into a psycho ward. And, you know, if you can't find a, a girl in... In 2,000 years, you must be doing something seriously wrong. And that's where Lopan says, you know, Jack, you've had problems with women, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now Grace and Eddie have shown up. And Lopan says he's pissed off. Yeah, because he sees them on the security camera. And they are talking to the security. And they want a tour. Oh, no, visitors. And then one of the three guys, Mortal Kombat guys, walks up and says, oh, I can help. And I think he's dressed in a suit. Yes, he is. Yeah. And now we're back to Jack and Wang, and they wheel the two of them into a smaller room. And it's up a ramp. They have to wheel yes. them up a ramp. up the, mm-hmm. these, And they are tied up, and they are blindfolded. Yes. Jack knocks himself over uh, in the wheelchair and gets a knife out of his boot. His boot knife. His boot knife. Cut back to the other three. They go in the elevator, and they, the three of them, get knocked out with gas well but 
so the the tour guide, the the one of the three Mortal Kombat guys, the guy that's in his suit now, he's talking some BS about trade restrictions and next year's imports and strange things from Peking. And then Gracie says she can't tell if they're going up or down. And that's when they get gassed. And we go back to Jack and Wang, and Jack has freed Wang. Mm-hmm. And then Wang has yet another kind of info dump. Great. Great, thanks, Jack. I think we've come up. First we went down, now they brought us up. Two, three feet thick, I'll bet. Probably welded shut from the outside and covered with brick by now. Don't give up, Jack. Oh, okay, I won't, Wang. Let's just chew our way out of here. Lopan has plans for us. If he didn't, we'd be dead doornails. Lopan? Which Lopan? Little old basket case on wheels with a ten-foot-tall roadblock. One of the same person, Jack. You know something you're not telling me, Wang. Myths and legends. Fortune and glory. You. No, no, go ahead. Insult me. It's about all sorts of scary things. About an ancient army of the dead, the, the spirit city, and monkey sacrifices. And the first sovereign emperor of China, that mad monarch who federated our seven warring states, defeated Lo Pan, and imposed upon him that, that horrible curse of no flesh in, in 272 BC. A lot of Chinese hear these things when we're kids. Then we grow up and pretend not to believe them. No horseshit, Wang. No horseshit, Jack. I don't blame you. I'm Chinese and I don't even want to believe it. You know, I tried fitting fortune and glory in there and I couldn't get it to work. Yeah, well, that that was what, and spoiler alert, I, I watched Temple of Doom. <laughs> okay. So it was it was kind of on my mind as I was watching this. Mm-hmm. But right. somebody's coming, and they drop um, Eddie off, and somebody hangs him on a hook in that yeah. room. And I think it's the guy in the suit. And then Jack attacks him, but it, it's Jack does no good attacking. Oh, I think this yeah. is lightning, or my, no? Yeah. Actually, this is thunder. I think. Yeah, he gets whooped. Wang gets Eddie. Jack tries again to get him, and this time he's got his blade to his throat. But what does the what does the Mortal Kombat guy do? I he does the uh, oh from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He does the, or from European Vacation, where it eats too much and just starts expanding the chest. Yes, yeah, yeah. He he yeah. Well, he expa- Yeah, his whole body is expanding. But and from that, Jack gets knocked backwards into the wheelchair and goes down backwards down this ramp that you had mentioned before right and jack accidentally as he's rolling down backwards down this ramp he takes out two guys with machine guns and then almost falls down the well from where the girl from the ring lives Mm-hmm. Oh, well no it's where the uh she puts the lotion in the basket <laughs> is that how it goes <laughs> i just came up with i that. think it's uh, i don't think is it she i think it's it puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. I, I, oh, okay. I, who knows? But I have not seen that movie very, very. I think I've only seen it twice. But uh, with brute strength, strength, uh, Jack is able to get out of his because he's kind of like precariously tipping on the edge of this. Yeah, well. and he actually wheels himself upright. And then, and, uh, yeah, Wang says this to him. Great work, Jack. Yeah, yeah. We're all inside. Meet Gracie and Marlo. 
and Uncle Chu and Egg, they're out in the street, Egg's bus, ready to get us out of here. Great. Hey, I'll trade you. All right, which way? Fast, before they wake up. There, I think. Down there. Yeah, there, there's, you, you can hear, like, the, because they're continuously trading guns. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but the expanding guy has the one of the Mortal Kombat guys has broken out of this cell and then Lopan is on the phone and he wants no excuses. He can smell blood and he says, find them and boil them until their flesh falls off. Yeah. And he transforms and then goes through walls. I don't know what that means. Well, he, he transforms. He glows a little bit and then he grows a Coke nail and yeah. he becomes Lopan the demon and he doesn't walk. He he floats Rather than walking, he just is kind of floating across the room, and he goes through furniture and walls. Oh, and then he sees Meow floating parallel to the floor. Right. And he, and he can't touch her. Yeah, he's about to cop a feel, but he can't yeah. because he's not solid. And that's where I say he has a long Coke pinky nail. <laughs> but he's he's asking to be made flesh again because he wants to squeeze those titties. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Please. Yeah. And, and then Jack Wang and Eddie are trying to make a break for it. And this I found funny. Wang says, it's clear. It is not. Mm-hmm. And Jack can't fire his gun. And why can't he fire his gun? Is it the safety he's on? Yes. And- but then Jack shoots him. And they, he, I think, is it Eddie or Wang that says, is that the first time you ever plugged somebody? And well, he goes, oh, yeah, got a question. Well, I actually course. have that. Oh. Been paper targets up until today, huh? It's no different, Johnny. Just a little more to clean up. Yeah, paper targets. Jack, Johnny, same, same thing. thing. Well, Jack, right. Johnny, it's they're the same, interchangeable. Uh-huh. But right, they get into the Michael Douglas Munch Out Elevator. That's what it says in my notes. <laughs> yes, and they go up, and the, the reporter is in the cell, and she's writing. In her notebook, great- why would they leave her? I understand, okay, a notebook, paper, it's pretty harmless. A right. pen or any other kind of writing implement potentially could be dangerous. Sure. Yeah. But, and Gracie is hogtied. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. But, yeah, Wang is, is leading Eddie like he's a prisoner as Jack is hand-over-handing below on them. the pipe the pipes underneath the bridge and he says open up well wang does and the, there's two chick guards that come out uh they knock the guns out with a staff and then the staff blows smoke yeah the the gr- girls quickly disarm eddie and wang and then smoke comes out of the bamboo poles the girls are carrying and it takes a minute but eddie eddie Edel- finally eddie and wang beat the girls but there's more girls that are coming to fight them Mm-hmm. Yeah. More come out. Um, Jack is on top of the reporter's cell, and he wants to know where Gracie is. Oh, yes. And he starts shooting the locks and letting everybody out. Are these all hookers? Uh, or women women that are forced into sex slavery? Yeah, that, that would be my guess. All right. But he unties Gracie, yes, and then the thugs come, and Wang closes the door on them. And they they don't know which way to go, but the reporter says to go this way, and reinforcements have shown up with guns. And as the good people are running, Gracie still has the gag in her mouth. They did not remove it. I don't understand why she wouldn't remove that herself, because her hands are free. Maybe she's in a hurry. 
I, I, I don't know. But all the girls that they released are starting to jump into this pool and going through a tunnel. And the thugs are shooting into the pool. Everybody is coming up in the tunnel except for Jack. Every, at first, it's, I think it's, it's Wang that comes up, then Eddie, then the reporter. And each time, Gracie's going, where's Jack? Where's Jack? Where's Jack? And then finally, Jack comes up and kisses her. Yeah, it, it's kind of a bit that they do over and over. And a lot of people accidentally got knocked into the pool f- before this. But now they're in the sewer and somebody describes it as a giant garbage disposal. And as they're kind of swimming through this, Jack tells Gracie to stop rubbing against him because it's hard to swim with a boner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But she says, as if. And now they're all back together and... Wang is talking about how the seawater comes in from above and raises everything up. But this is very, raise, this is as, where as they a, were before. As opposed to raising it down? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dick. But th- this is... <laughs> hey, you know what? It is something that I get called out on almost on a weekly basis by Bess. Mm-hmm. So if, as long as I can turn the table <laughs> a little bit and get you on one. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. But this is right below the elevator where they first came in when they first found like the hidden door and Jack goes up the ladder and he's right. And they're all up and Jack is preparing for their escape and they are escaping. All right. We're almost out of here. Now from here on, it gets pretty normal. Offices, storerooms, a nice false front. I count to three. I open that door. We move out. Everybody got that. Ready? Follow the leader. One, two, three. She may be trapped. And did you see who is right behind the door? The bad guys? Well, is um, amongst the bad guys was like the diehard guy. <laughs> oh, it was the diehard guy? Yeah. yeah. He, he but pops Jack up tells, quite a bit. Yeah. Jack says, hide. They only saw me. And then he starts shooting at them. And Eddie is, is, hide, is fighting hand to hand and... Jack is trying to get his knife, and there's a ton of these ceramic Buddhas that are in here. They're all getting busted, and I'm wondering, is this bad karma for them? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I couldn't tell you if it's if it's seven years bad luck to smash a Buddha statue. Mm. But the, I, the, I, I have no idea. The last guy that Wang takes out is the diehard guy. Okay. And Jack was taken out of this fight the whole time, and this is a continuing thing where Jack is really not in a lot of the fights that Jack is in because he gets removed by some reason. He's kind of the bumbling white guy. So, and that was kind of one of the points in the article that I read that, um, why he's not a white savior because he does not give shit. Right. It's really kind of Wang is the, the hero of this film. So it's very similar to who is the hero of the first Harry Potter movie. (sighs) The owl? I don't know, man. Hermione. Oh, is it? Yeah, Harry can't do anything. Oh. I mean, he's not, he doesn't become actually good at magic until the fourth or fifth book. Oh, okay. But uh, when Jack finally gets back into the fight, it's over, and Wang says it's time to go. And Gracie says the bus out is outside in the parking lot. Sure enough, there it is. Egg is mm-hmm. just pacing in front of it. Yes. But, but there's some yellow eyes watching them through a statue. Yeah, Darth Maul is, is behind a thing okay. in the wall and see his eyes. But Jack yeah. has a plan. Okay, here's the deal. 
I run interference, you bring up the rear. Can you handle that? Can you? Oh, a night's work, huh? <laughs> hey, you got a problem like that again, you just reach for the sky! Let's go! Go! And then Darth Maul breaks through the statue and grabs Gracie. But it's not Darth Maul. It's, it's a, a Wookiee. Big, it's a big, hairy monster. And at this point, my son just starts laughing. He's like, what is that thing? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, I'm like, well, just wait. There's more. <laughs> Everybody else is running out, and Egg is telling them to get on the bus. And Jack is the last one out, but there's no Gracie. And the bad guys come out, and they're shooting up Egg's bus. And this is a thing that I've always wondered about, and I actually know the answer to it. A car door or mm-hmm. a bus wall is not going to protect you very much from a bullet. <laughs> no, it is not. Yeah, it they would, not. bullets would go right through and kill these people. Yes. But, uh, yeah, we made it, Uncle. Where's Mao? Uh, inside. Where's Gracie? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah the, the Wookiee or whatever you want to call it, the monster has taken Gracie over his shoulder, and he jumps down a hall, hole, and he chains her, or it chains her up, and... The expanding guy. That's what I call him from, from now the expanding, on. The expanding guy. Yeah. And his buddy He's, walk up, and they both smile. Yeah, and Lopan rolls in, and he goes, Ah, two girls with green eyes. And Gracie wants to talk to Lopan, and he comments. He tries to, yeah. he tries to fondle her, but he can't. <laughs> it's, it's a problem. It's, it's not flesh. Mm-hmm. And she keeps on asking, I want to speak to David Lopan. And yeah. His first name is David? Kind of weird. Isn't he 2,000 years old? Uh, you would think so. I think it would be more like, you know, Jung Lopan or something. I mean, I but, don't know if the, the name David existed 2,000 years ago, even in England. Well, in the Bible. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Statue of David, maybe. Okay, yeah. Okay, that well, was well, no, even King David in uh, the first king of Israel, played by Richard Gere in David. David and Goliath, man. Old Testament. Okay, fine. Gerbler. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> the gerbler, yeah. rubble, rubble. <laughs> that's no, that's a hamburger. <laughs> We've talked about the hamburger. I know, I know, we have. But Lopan just laughs as she tries to bite his finger, Gracie. And then back at the good guys' headquarters, the reporter is just kind of prattling on. And who comes in here? Egg. You know what this is. This is like some radical Alice in Wonderland. That's what this is. Is this well, a you probably got a bestseller on your hands. Call the police, Jack. You're not a one-man army. Cops got better things to do than get killed. Ugh. Hey, here he is. Ah! No, no, no. These are all friends. These are the Chang Sings. Any of them savvy English? Hey, man, who is this guy? All right, all right. You got any guns? Not against low pan. Here, here's one for you. Make you feel better, like Dirty Harry. I'll stick with these. All right. L- l- let me try that again. You know what this is? Is this some kind of bust? Well, it's very impressive, yes. Okay. <laughs> now we can continue. <laughs> okay. All right. Carry on. Yes. Um, Expanding guy throws Gracie into a room, and then... Wang's girl is just continuing to float in the air and Gracie walks over to her and then Lopan walks from around a corner. A young Lopan. Yes. Yes. And he, yeah, he tells her that um, he's going to be marrying one of them 
and which girl it will be. And then his eyes light up at her, kind of like they did at Jack. Right. Yeah, I, I said he he dignitizes her. Dignitizes her. But now all the rest of the, the, the good guys are walking into Egg's place. And do you know what this place is? Uh, It's the Ghostbusters fire station. It's the headquarters? Yeah. Okay. The fire station. Yeah, where no, they... no, I know exactly. I mean, they have a Lego set. I'm sure that Lawn Chair has it. Uh, no, I don't think so. Is he not a Ghostbusters guy? I don't think he's I guarantee he loved the, the female remake. Oh, I'm sure he did. <laughs> but uh, they, 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 they walk into the place that has a, apparently a bunch of stuff that's priceless. And I, I had a clip here, but I, I didn't actually pull it. Um, and... Egg has a flashlight, and Jack just kind of rolls his eyes at this. And how do they get from this warehouse or whatever it is of priceless artifacts down into the sewer? Uh, the bat pole. <laughs> Jack wants to know where, where it goes. Uh, don't be afraid. <laughs> afraid? Are you kidding? Afraid. They all go down, and it's a creepy sewer, and Lopan is now watching... One of the three guys in the statue corridor. It's a corridor that has Buddha statues on either side. Yes. And both ladies are there kind of with moon eyes. Yeah. They have their eyes are all white. It is the opposite of what happens when you get infected with the black oil from X-Files. Okay. X-Files centric episode, apparently. Yes. But the expanding guy is putting on a Katra show. With mini bat lefts? Bat lefts? What? That's what the, the Klingon thing is called. Uh, the, does he each have like a knife? Well, no, he's. it, it looks like Worf's big fucking giant thing that he fights people okay. with, except they're small. Uh, oh. They go in each right. of his hands. And yeah, Gr- Grace and Wang's girl both hypnotized and... Do, do I don't know if this was in the notes or not. Do they actually both have green eyes for real? I don't know if they have them for real. I have no idea. But but yeah. Now we're back down in the sewer. Yep. Sewer. That is not water. Black blood of the earth. Do you mean oil? I mean black blood of the earth. A thousand years ago. Huge earthquakes turned the world upside down. Many normal people were killed. Many unnatural people roamed free to commit great offenses against the gods. If you're down in a sewer and somebody says, that's not water, yeah, that's shit. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. But now Lopan has the long-haired Mortal Kombat guy do the same, with, but he's got two swords. Right. And and, and just one one second before that, Egg is making his way across the the sewer, and he's using the – I can never get – straight which one is which he's either using the stalactites or the stalagmites we've talked about this stalactites 
hang from the ceiling because they have to hang tight. Okay, well, I got it right. Um, yes. But yeah, the other guy is doing swords. Mm-hmm. And, and the two women grab the swords by the blades. Right. And then the one guy, the expanding guy, makes the German masturbation porno sound. I was actually hoping you had actually found that that sound clip. <laughs> oh, I, I've looked. I have. There is so much German porn out there, though. I don't. I don't. I don't even know if if I because that 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 part was like in the middle of the movie. I I know exactly when it happened. I know exactly what was going on. <laughs> oh, well, so do I. But you'd have to watch. You'd have to be able to recognize the the beginning part of that video. Yeah, but you would think that if you. If, depending on where you go, they have like individual clips, which are like subsets yes. of movies. And sure. So just so everybody understands what this is, when Doug and I were in, in Germany, was was this when we were at the hotel and we actually ordered porn or was this just on the TV? We never ordered porn. Okay. Because we never, this was just, this was just, they on just. like a they, channel. <laughs> and it was just, I think it was two or three different movies that were just on a loop. And there's a guy who's a handyman, <laughs> I yes. think. Yes, and, he was. Yes, because he was in bib overalls. And uh, apparently he left his tool belt in and a woman was using his screwdrivers <laughs> to take care of himself. And rather than joining in, which would be the expected thing here, mm-hmm. he just kind of peeped around the corner and watched her and went, oh, <laughs> and, and jerked, jerked himself off. Yes. Yeah. And that's the noise that... If you've been a longtime listener of this podcast, we've referenced that noise a lot. Play the cl- play the clip again, so so the audience can know what it actually sounds like. Yes, but each gal has a sword; is holding onto the sword with both hands, and they they what raise is it? yeah what is up it in they, the they, air? yeah they go up in the air but what is it they touch at the top is that a light some, fixture some some white ball i don't know and then it has a head that eyes gl- glow green and this actually gives lopan a new idea yes they have survived the burning blade and tamed the savage heart I will marry both women. Yes, I get married. <laughs> See, I, I have that dog. I can just. I know, I but I want. I wanted to add that in there. Yeah. So he basically he's a Mormon. He says, "Prepare them, bathe them, bring them to my chambers." Uh huh. Yes. And, but in the sewer, the, the water—it's well, not water—starts <laughs> to bubble. It's, it's bubble, and it sounds like breathing, and some giant bug comes out of the wall and eats one of the guys. Yeah, and Egg shines his flashlight on some marbles and then throws them at the head of this thing, and it retreats. And he says, okay. come out no more. Jack is not calm by this, which is understandable, because I don't think I would be either. Mm-hmm. But the the prep for the wedding, or it would it be a wedding or be weddings? If you're marrying two people, is it still just a wedding? It's just still a wedding. Yeah, they're in red wedding dresses with. Uh, well, they're not virgins. The, the gold frilly trim, and then the the china doll makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gracie wakes up. She tries to wake Meow. 
but then one of the Mortal Kombat guys walks in. She closes her eyes. She he does. does he, the, he does this weird thing with his cape and, and lightning hands. Yeah, and he he holds out his hands, and lightning is going between them. And if you look closely, you you can actually make out that it says "weird science" between them. Okay. Sure it does. If you've ever seen the, the title sequence to Weird Science, it's what it is. It's lightning yes. going between two poles and it says Weird. Yes. But now, but now both the, women have both white eyes. Yes. Uh, the guys are now, they have to slide down some tunnel face first. This, this seemed to me very uncomfortable. Why is that? Well, Jack is crawling down the tunnel and, and how, what does he have with him as he's crawling in this tunnel? Oh, his knife in his mouth? Yeah. He does that a lot in this film. Really yeah. makes me uncomfortable. As I as we're watching this, I tell my son, I say, never put a, a knife in your mouth. You will cut yourself, guaranteed. And any slip or cut, mm-hmm. I mean, even if, and that I'm assuming is a double-sided blade. Probably, yes. I mean, even with a non-double-sided blade, still, that, that's still, yeah, that's a bad idea. Right. But uh, they have to. They come to a part where they have to slide down a tunnel, and they do. And Jack is sliding down the tunnel with the blade in his teeth, and they land in a pile of fish. Yeah, and somebody <laughs> offers some to Jack. Yeah, well, there's a bunch of rats on it. One one of the guys is eating a fish, and yeah, he he offers it to Jack, and then Egg has a little bit more information. It's okay, Jack. Wing Kong stolen. Emergency provisions. We're inside Lopan's domain. <laughs> Later. We're getting close, real close. And now for some more bad news. Ready? What, this gets worse? Come on. 2,258 years ago, the first sovereign emperor, Chen Ji Wong Anijima, he subjugated Lo Pan, made him of no flesh. Only an evil dream. Get to the goddamn point, Egg. You know, to be whole again. He had to find this certain girl of, of his prophecy and marry her to appease the god of the east. But to appease the emperor, he had to kill her. Kill her? No! Well, let's go. What are we sitting around talking Chinese history for when we gotta get... Oh, we are getting ready to strike the final blow. If we reach Lopan... When we reach Lopan... Ah, then the power in this flask would be our only hope against the bodhisattva of the underworld. The ultimate evil spirit. And then Egg says something that I think is kind of almost fortune cookie-ish, if you will. Mm. He says only a dream can kill a dream. But what is he carrying in addition to the flashlight? Well, he's got a flask. I thought it was a gourd. Oh, okay. Yes. He calls it his flask, but you're right. It, it, it is a gourd. And, gourd. and what it, what is it sealed with? A cork? Yeah. And you know what's not sealed with a cork? Your 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 urethra hole? <laughs> so it's time for. <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. When I was Coming back from the lobby, I stopped and I got a fortune cookie because, you know, we have fortune cookies lying around because of this week's film. And cracked open my fortune cookie. It says, you forgot to tell a story about the mm. socks. Okay. I don't know what that means. And then I remembered when we figured out 
where the socks came from, the random socks in the laundry. Mm-hmm. We were talking about just random things that had happened. And had I ever ended up with random items in laundry? And no, I didn't have that, but I had something else that was kind of similar. I was dating somebody who may or not may or may not have become a federal judge later. And she was staying with me at my parents' place. And we wake up because we were at a wedding. That's the only reason because I had my own place at that time that that time, but we stayed at my parents' place just because of the locality. Next morning, wake up and we're getting dressed. And she says, I cannot find my panties. Uh-oh. Okay, don't worry about it. Just get dressed. When I come home later after I drop you off, I'll I'll find them. They're probably in the ceiling fan or something. I'll find them. It's not a big deal. So we get dressed and we go upstairs and everybody's having breakfast and my dog is sitting in the middle of the living room just chewing on a pair of panties. Jesus. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Huh. But anyway, anyway, yeah. Um, let's see. Where were we? Uh, so there, there's a gourd with a cork in it, and he, and Ed yes. says he's waited a long time. And there's a bunch of soldiers outside, and after the soldiers walk past, they sneak out, but they're not hiding very well. And I think it's Jack asks, "What is in the flask?" And Egg tells him, "What is in the flask?" Or no, actually, mm. he says, "Is that magic potion?" Egg says, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we drink it. But for old, we saw two gar- dragon guards walk by. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm all, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a tad confused. That's right. So w- we drink it. Yeah. Good. I thought so. And then we cut to the, the, the wedding and the two brides who are in red, they come down mm-hmm. some stairs. I think it's actually an no, escalator. Yeah, this was filmed in an abandoned mall at a JCPenney's. Yeah, that makes so they sense. Had, they had to ask. That, that's a Doug, that was a Doug lie. Well, that actually is 100% believable from that. <laughs> sure. Set. But right. there, there's a bunch of people that are there for the wedding. and Yeah, and there's a big neon skull. Yeah, the skull, I, I don't understand how the skull works because it's destroyed, but then it's not. Mm-hmm. But yes. something is sneaking up on the good guys, and <laughs> Egg says he is from the past, come back to haunt Lopan, but but what is it? It's a it's a big floating head. I am the past no. come back to haunt you, Lopan! Come get a nigga say K! My God, no, please, what is that? Don't tell me. Guardian, what it sees, Lopan knows. They have returned. And this time they are not alone. Egg Shen is with them. The little bastard sorcerer has brought them through the bulk of the dead trees. Egg Shen. Egg Shen, you have come a long ways to find me. But it is too late. There are two girls with green eyes, and I will marry them both. And then I will sacrifice Gracie Law to appease my emperor and live out my earthly pleasures with Mao Yin. <laughs> That's right, Egg Shen. The best of two worlds. <laughs> hey, you never know you try. So, so what did Jack do there at the end? Well, he shot at the head. Floating head. And it, it, it just flies away. Mm-hmm. 
And they all walk into a room and Jack thinks it's a setup. It's too easy. And Egg says, no, Lopan is focused on the wedding. Well, where is he then? And now we see Lopan and he is coming down an escalator. Right. And the three Mortal Kombat guys are in the giant lampshade head hats. And the floating head is there as well, as as well as the Wookiee. The hairy beast. Yes. Uh, but the, the, the fellas, the good guys, they find another secret door and it leads to another elevator. Would you get in this elevator <laughs> knowing what the last one happened well, to you? It, you know, they're, they're trying to find Wangwood. Jack, based on Jack's actions bef- previous and what Jack does between now and the end of the film, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But Jack says, fuck it. And he cuts through it with a knife and it just goes down. There's a single button and the elevator just goes down. So it's basically the opposite of every girl I dated in high school. But Egg is now handing out medicine from the gourd. Yeah. What does this do? Oh, it gives you a huge buzz. <laughs> You're able to do things that no one else can do. Real things? As real as Lopan. Yeah. And Egg also has something. What is the other thing that Egg has? A six demon bag? Yeah, I have a I have a two demon bag. <laughs> yes. But what's in it? And what does Egg say is in the six demon bag? I don't know. He says wind and fire. Where's Earth? Yeah, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) No Earth. But Wang proposes a toast to the Army and the Navy and the battles they have won. And then something about American colors, ones that never run, wings of liberty. And now everybody crowds in the elevator and... I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> this feeling pretty good. Everybody's kind of shaking their heads, looking at each other. And then Jack's like, it's getting hot in here. But there, there's this thing that people do throughout this film, and it comes up a lot towards the end of this, is they do this finger thing where they either do like the, the loser symbol or an, another variation of that. Does mm-hmm. that mean something? Is that? Again, Chinese mythology or something, or just something like, like they didn't have to explain. I don't know. But one of the guys in the elevator starts rubbing egg. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, was was there X in that drink? Yeah. And that's when Jack asks if it's getting hot. And they walk into the wedding ceremony. And what does Lopan have in his hand? The needle of love. It's a huge needle. Yeah. Yes. Shoot him. <laughs> no, you got to wait until he's married when he's flesh and blood. But then it'll be too late because one of the girls will be dead. But he's sticking the needle into Meow, and he's the one that's bleeding. Right. And he's saying, it's working. I'm mortal. The head sees what's going on, but Wang stabs it. Yeah, Wang kills the floating head. Yes. And then the big fight starts. Yeah, Gracie wakes up, and it's time for the big battle. And Jack, this is very tropey. Yeah, fires his Tech 9 which is the type of gun that he has into the air and a chunk of the concrete lands on his head and knocks him out like wicket in return of the Jedi with, with the, little, um, not the, the, what do you call the those bo- things? The, the three bolo? things. Yeah. The bolo. Yes. But there's more fighting. Lopan is trying to stick me out some more. Gracie gets knocked off a ledge. Wang is fighting the long haired mortal, mortal Kombat, Kombat guy, guy with swords. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they're all doing stuff that you can only do on a trampoline. And Jack is about to shoot Lopan, and another one of the Mortal Kombat guys takes the gun and just shatters it. But mm-hmm. Wang is a good fighter, and he's holding his own, and uh, Jack kills a samurai with a boot knife. Yes. But it, it, then he's kind of stuck. Yeah. 
Yes, he can't. He can't get can't get this dragon guard off. He's not a samurai. He's a dragon guard. Okay. And can't samurais are Japanese? God, learn your culture, Matt. I'm sorry. I learned everything from Karataka. What's Karataka? It was a game for the Apple II. Oh, da 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Can't get him off. Uh, Lopan is drinking blood. All this time, Egg is throwing grenades. He's launching like some sort of bazooka. And then Wang and Lopan have some video game proxies fight. Well, it, he, he it's uh, a mix between Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and then Aerial Jousting. And they're just like flipping through the air. Well, no, no, no. That's... Is it Wang? No, it's, it's Egg that and Lopan have video game proxies fight. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Okay. But no, Wang and the long-haired guy, are, they're doing flips and stuff. Um, and there's some, yeah, I said Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon shit going on, but Harry and Voldemort both cast, oh, I'm sorry, it's a Lopan and Egg, but it yes. converges and we see each ancient fighters in the convergence. And Lopan is playing it like a video game. He's actually, if you yeah. look at his fingers, he's, he's like he has a controller yes. in his hand. Yeah. That's what I said. Video game proxies fighting their fight for Okay, them. but he, he rem- this reminds me of the battle for the Schwartz in <laughs> be- where they have these little beams that they're fighting with. And then mm. uh, another Mortal Kombat guy fires lightning at Egg, but he blocks it with a a silver, what do you call those type fan? of fans? Yeah, fan. But what type of fan is that? Or is it just a fan? It's, I think it's just a fan. But Jack isn't really in this fight. No. And- Egg's big contribution here, for the most part, is he's throwing a lot of smoke bombs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Lopan escapes. Uh, the electric Mortal Kombat guy cra- is- crashes his escape hole. Right. And there's... Wang goes up to the skull, and Jack and Gracie are trying to open the belly of the Buddha that leads to the elevator. Well, this, well, this is after the long-haired... Mortal Kombat combat guy is jumping through the air and Wang throws a sword and kills him. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Wang then finally Wang, kills this guy. Yes. Wang runs up the escalator. Uh, Gracie startles Jack. We have to get Lopan. And they're trying to open the elevator door. And Egg, egg throws, throws a, yeah, another a smoke grenade. Bomb. <laughs> uh, Harry, the hairy monster comes out, grabs Jack, and Gracie kicks it. In the balls. And, yeah. Yes. And then... They get into the elevator. And? Where does this go? Up to his office, Lopan's office. It's cooler up there from, from there. Do you have a gun, I hope? Have a knife. A knife? This guy's 12 feet tall. Seven. Hey, don't worry. I can handle him. I took something. I can see things no one else can see. Why are you dressed like that? I I, I was getting married. He, he was marrying both of us just because... Uh, my ice cream too, I guess. I mean. Oh God, is this really happening? And then we go. Uh, sorry. I should have included in that clip after he says, "I took something." I should have had put in there. We're in the spirit world, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but Lopan is talking to Wang's chick, and he says, "Look at me." And she says, no, I don't belong to you. 
Yeah. I and must sacrifice you. Well, since but I love he doesn't you. have Gracie anymore, he he has no choice because he has to sacrifice somebody in order to get his body back, I think. Yeah. And she doesn't like this, and he he gets frustrated with her rather quickly. Take her, take the bitch! Master, you are flesh! I am. I am! Oh, oh it worked! Tick tires a piece. Now we must satisfy the first sovereign emperor by destroying this. Not so fast, gentlemen. Uh, is it too much to ask, Thunder? Kill him for me! That's where I learned it. His name is Thunder. Dave, too many people around here been dropping like flies already, and where's that getting us, huh? Nowhere. Fast. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? Who? Jack Burton. Me. Jack always says, what the hell? And that's what, like I said, that's where I learned the guy's name is Thunder. And there's another fight, but Lopan still has Wang's girl. And Jack takes it out. Oh, he takes it out. He takes out his knife and he throws it at Lopan. Let's, let's, he's got lipstick all over his mouth. Yes. Red lipstick from Kissing Gracie. Has that ever happened to you where you've come home and it's like, oh my god, I look like a fucking idiot. No, no, it has not. I have not. When I worked at American, there was a a girl that worked at American, and we we'd hook up at the bars after we got done for working at American. And one time I came home, and I looked like I had rubbed my face all over somebody wearing like a kabuki mask. <laughs> you had makeup all over your face. All and it was white and red. It was just ridiculous. If I had gotten pulled over. They would have just thrown me in jail. They wouldn't even bother to breathalyze me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But uh, Wang flips in. Uh, they fight. Wang goes after him. Jack throws knife. Lopan picks up the knife. Well, well says, Jack misses. Yes. And Lopan picks it up and says, ah, good knife. And then he throws it and Jack catches it and throws it back at him. And now it hits him in the forehead. Yeah, and he boom, says, headshot. It's all in the reflexes. But the first time he threw the knife, everybody kind of looks at Jack like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even close. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the reflexes. And then as Lopan falls dead, all the Buddha statues start to fall and break like dominoes. Mm-hmm. And Thunder, the Mortal Kombat guy, is still chasing Wang. And yeah. Gracie comes over and she she wipes off the clown makeup that's on Jack's face. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but but now the 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 Mortal Kombat guy sees Lopan. He gets mad and he starts inflating. And spans. Ste- yeah, steam is coming out of his nostrils and his ears, and he just blows up. Yeah, they they all run out and thunder explodes, and then lightning walks out. And there's a hole in the roof, and they start lifting each other up as lightning is kind of doing this tech demo. <laughs> That's what I call it. He's just shooting lightning into nothing. But mm-hmm. something is coming down from the ceiling, and the ceiling is now on fire from what lightning has been doing. And then Jack is the last one to go up from one floor to the next floor, and they say to jump. He would never be able to do that. No, he's not. Uh, and then Egg is up in the higher hole above them, and he shoots down a mini crossbow with a rope. And um, somehow this cross mini crossbow is attached to 
electrical power or <laughs> some sort of pulley system with I'm not sure, but everybody is able to attach themselves to this little clothesline and gets pulled up. It's a Batman type device. Yeah. It's a total Batman. Yes. It, it reminds uh, me of when he's in the alley with Vicky Vale. And oh, he asks how much she weighs. Yeah. And then he and then later he's like, no, you weigh more than that. Yeah. He fat shames her. <laughs> Right. They all, everybody gets up except Wang. And then the electro guy comes up and egg drops a statue on his head. Yes. And then Wang goes up. And they are running down a tunnel into a warehouse to a big door. And then what is beyond the big door? Uh, It's what Jack has been looking for this entire time. Oh, his truck, his semi. And Jack, they they all get, so now, but yeah, but now it's just our main characters. What happened to all the other guys that were fighting with, with egg? Are they all dead? Yeah. Yeah, Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, the guards are shooting egg throws another grenade and they bust out the door. And that's where we see the, the hauling ass on his grill. And yeah, Jack drum jumps into his truck and he doesn't have the key. And Grace asks, don't you have a spare? I didn't understand this whole bit. No. But he uh, backs out through a garage door, and Gracie is bitching about his driving. He's, hey, relax. Or, shut up, silly woman. And as as they're driving away, the cops and fire trucks are on the way. Mm-hmm. And Jack stops at a red light. And one of them says, it's okay, we made it. And then yeah, Wang went. and his girl are making out kind of between Jack and Gracie. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. where do they go to celebrate? Uh, to Wang's restaurant, uh, egg is smoking a bong. <laughs> okay. And then egg leaves and he says this. Yeah, I'll be right back. Hey, where are you going? Egg? Oh, well, my work's done. Lopan is dead and the evil spell's been lifted. Years ago, I promised myself a long vacation and it's time to collect. Well, why don't you go on over to China, visit the motherland? Well, China's in the heart, Jack. Wherever I go, she's with me. China is here. Mm-hmm. Go to China, eat Chinese food. Of course, they they just call it food. Yes. But Egg leaves, and Eddie is flirting with the reporter, and she says he should come over to her place and help her find a title. It, it, is that code for... Her clitoris? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yes. There it goes. But uh, he tells Gracie, no, no, Wang wants to pay. Did well, Wang pays what? Jack. Triple. With a check. Mm-hmm. You earned it. Yes. And, and then uh, Jack and Gracie have this exchange. Well, last chance. I'm a rich man now. Give up the open road. Sell my truck. Settle down. Couldn't have that in my conscience. The only way it might work is if you buy a bigger truck. One with a cozy little apartment in back, just big enough for two. Sounds pretty great. But you know something? Sooner or later, I rub everybody the wrong way, and... Well, let me think about it. God, aren't you even going to kiss her goodbye? Nope. Yeah, there there might be a time where I become cool. It's unlikely, but it's possible. Okay. I I will never be Jack Burton cool. 
No. Where I can just walk away from the woman and not even kiss her goodbye. That's a baller move. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, um, and, yeah. And, and Kim Cattrall is absolutely stunning in this scene. Yeah, and, she is. Well, it, she was, she was in the elevator when he took, took off her wig. I was like, man, she looks really good there. Yeah. Really and, hot. But he leaves her just absolutely. I swear to God, you could drown a toddler in my panties right now. I'm just dripping. Mm-hmm. From the way, he, and then Wang says goodbyes, goodbye to Jack, and he says, "We really shook the pillars of heaven, didn't we? Mm-hmm. No horseshit," which is a callback to what they had talked about before. But yeah, he puts on his shades and he walks out into the fog. I guess. Okay, but later Jack is uh, drinking and driving at night, and he says this to kind of close out the film you just listen to the old pork chop express here now and take his advice on a dark and stormy night when the lightning's crashing and the thunder's rolling and the rain's coming down and sheets thick as lead just remember what old jack burton does when the earth quakes and the poison arrows fall from the sky and the pillars of heaven shake yeah jack burton just looks that big old storm right square in the eye and he says give me your best shot pal i could take it and, and then we we pan back to the back of the truck, and what is there? The hairy monster. And then the movie's over. It fades to black. No, it does not. It says, coming soon, Big Trouble in Little China 2, Electric Boogaloo. Liar! No, it says that, man. You have to watch. Not in the version it, I watched. Well, on the version I watched, it... It it does, and I don't know if the, the, this was going to be if there really was going to be a, a sequel. There, there's been a lot of, and and it's way beyond the time. And we we've seen how legacy sequels have worked out recently. Yes, the the time is well since passed. Mm-hmm. But I I think it it this movie stands better by itself and i think sure. that any sequel that they may have made to this would have lessened what it was as a film individually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right so i'll go first wait wait wait, wait, wait. Playing, playing out the stream jack never comes back he's moved on easy enough <laughs> yeah yeah so i like this movie I mean, it wasn't, it, it was goofy and it was funny. I know my kid liked it. I mean, we laughed and, and chuckled at the silliness of it. But I think, I don't think this movie really tried to make, take itself very seriously. Okay. And <clears throat> the question that was raised, is this movie racist? Absolutely not. You had no. Chinese against Chinese. You had good Chinese, you had bad Chinese. Jack was not the white savior. He was kind of the, the bumbling fool. He was the that buffoon. Was just, yeah. Yeah, he was just kind of there, and it was Wang and Egg that did all the heavy lifting and saved the day. So, no, I mean, Jack did throw the knife that killed Lil Pan, but Egg and Wayne got him there in that position. Now, back then, you could not have made a movie like this without a white person in it. You couldn't have made a just a standalone Hollywood film that was all Chinese actors. 
Probably, probably true. And today you could. Yeah, today you could absolutely. It'd be hard not to. But I, I think you nailed it right on the on the head as far as it is not a white savior thing because he is he is more the sidekick. He is he is not the Indiana Jones. He is the short round, mm-hmm. if that. And it's probably not even that because short round was actually useful. He is more the useful idiot than mm-hmm. the actual like participant in the story. Yeah. I, I had seen this film one other time, and I did not like it. Mm-hmm. I liked this film a lot more watching it this time. Yeah, I could tell. And I, I think that it is a film that is very much of its time, but at the same time, it fits so well into that time. And I want to know how they did some of the effects. I want to know how they did the rope effects with the lightning because I could not see it. Okay. And so I would I would recommend this film to yeah. anybody else. It, it, not just for, I mean, cultural significance because it does have a cultural footprint. But even beyond that, I would say I would recommend it just because it was, it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I agree. So did Jen watch this? Mm, I'm going to say no. And now it's time for Jen's two-second movie review. Didn't watch it. That was mm. Jen's two-second movie review. Jen! Okay, moving Called on. Called it. Watcha. 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 watching? Not much. Um, all caught up on Secret Invasion on Marvel or Disney. Meh. It's it's just kind of it's kind of one of those shows that I'll finish watching, but it's nothing that great. I started watching the show on Netflix called Quarterback about Mahomes. Mahomes. Um, Marcus Mariota and Kirk Cousins. What What do you think of Cousins? I mean, you have a little bit of a different perspective because you're in the heart of you know Packerland. Yeah, I don't mind him. He's a big nerd, and he's a pretty big religious nerd. They've they've the, the what I've seen. They have really put most of the focus on Mahomes so far. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, and his annoying, obnoxious wife. Oh yeah, she's got to go. <laughs> yeah. And and Kirk Cousins, like I can't tell his wife is pretty, but they don't show her body and I and I so I can't tell, you know, he's had a bunch of kids. She's had a bunch of kids. So I don't know if she's a little, you know, a little bit plump and she said, "Yeah, I don't want you to put a whole lot of emphasis on my body." Yeah, he gets he gets slammed and he is from a performance perspective you know, he was with Washington forever. I think, uh-huh. I honestly, he came out of Purdue. I'm not sure where he came out of, but he bet on himself where he said, and he did no, very I, well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Franchise twice. He got franchised and, twice in Washington for yeah. 20 plus million a year. Yeah. And then got a huge contract in Minnesota. And I, I think they're, the fan base is kind of running out on him because he, they've, they've had, I think, one playoff win since he's been there. Yeah. But that playoff win was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. That was the one against the Saints with the the blown tackle for a touchdown mm-hmm. with no that time was, left. That was not Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it was that was it was no it was it was some journeyman that then they went to the championship game and they got destroyed. No, I'm pretty sure that was against the Saints. Yeah, it was against the Saints. Okay, right. keep going. It was it was not Kirk Cousins. It was some guy that then got a kind of got a he got a contract in Denver. 
So I'm trying to think who that dude came in for midseason. Anyway, it wasn't Kirk Cousins. Um, and then I started watching this show on Amazon called Jury Duty. Okay, I've heard of it. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. So it's like a reality show. It's it, it's uh, you're familiar with the 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 Joe Blow show? Yes, I think. And it's it's so it's it's a they're filming a reality show. Basically, it's hey, this is a look at the American journey. We're gonna have camera crews here and be interviewing you and stuff. And everybody's in on it except for one guy. Fuck, you're right. It's Case Keenum. Yes, there you go. Case Keenum. Fuck. I hate being wrong about shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, jury duty. Yes. And uh, James Martin, who's you've you've seen him, is one of the jurors, and he's just and he's playing himself, and is just kind of plays this himself is kind of aloof, but a little bit conceited, and trying to prepare for a part. It's it's very clever because. They have to, I mean, it's obviously everything is planned, but then they have to modify things, things a certain way as the show goes on. Does, so, does he take off his sunglasses and blow the top off the building? Blow the top off the building. What? Wasn't he uh, Cyclops? He was, yes. And he's going to be Cyclops again, by the way. Is he? Yeah. Uh, Cyclops, Storm, and at least Wolverine are all in Deadpool 3. Oh, and uh, Jennifer Garner is Elektra. And Ben Affleck is fucking Daredevil. <laughs> really? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, but that's it. Okay. I, I talked about how I went to the movies and I left five minutes after mm-hmm. the film was supposed to start. Mission Impossible? Yep. And? It's good. Okay. It's not great. Everybody's saying it's great. It's it's good. It was enjoyable. It's not great. It could be shorter. Okay. It is way better than indie. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, my mom saw indie, mm-hmm. and she was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. I watched uh, the rest of the episodes of J- uh, Jack Ryan. All right. And then I watched uh, Patriot Games. Mm-hmm. And I watched uh, Clear and Present Danger. Which one do you like better, Patriot Games or Clear and Present Danger? Uh, Patriot Games, except I, I like the president thing at the end of Clear and Present Danger. How dare you, sir? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of All Fears. <laughs> that that movie's terrible. Uh, Hunt for Red October. <laughs> okay. Uh, Star Trek Insurrection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jen was watching stuff and she came across a movie and she said, I think you will really, really like this. And it's okay. called uh, Alice Darling. Never heard of it. Uh, have you watched any of the Pitch Perfect movies? The first one. Okay. Who is like the main cute chick, not the fat one in it? Anna Kendrick. There you go. Okay. It, it's her film. That is such an uncomfortable film to watch. Oh, is it? <laughs> It, it, and it's good, but it's so uncomfortable. It's about a woman who is in an abusive relationship, and mm-hmm. it's not an abusive relationship. It's an abusive, you're a worthless bitch relationship. Okay. <clears throat> uh, hold on one second. 
uh, the new season of What We Do in the Shadows dropped. Mm-hmm. So I watched the episodes of that. I watched uh, the first couple episodes of Hijack, which is on Apple, which stars oh. Idris Elba. Uh-huh. I don't know where it's going to go. Is it good? It's it's okay. And mm-hmm. I, Idris Elba is a, is a safe bet for me. I, I've mm-hmm. not seen anything. And I did not watch uh, The Dark Tower, which I guess apparently is just absolute shit. Yeah, that's what I heard as well. And I, I mean, I don't have any kind of loyalty to like Stephen King source material, ex- except for Dallas Buyers Club. But beyond that, I don't care about Stephen King stuff staying like true to it but apparently it was just absolute hot shit mm-hmm. and that is it okay so ready to move on i am howdy partners oh my now it's time for listener reaction roundup Yee-haw! all right this is a a snippet from the podcast i recorded earlier today where the guy that I was doing a podcast with talked about our podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's fair enough. All, all I can really say is that the Betamax Rewind is an excellent, fantastic show. And I was hooked. I was, I was really into it. But then somewhere down the line, there was this other guy on the show. I don't know, some talentless, talentless hack that they brought into the show. And I just kind of thought to myself, like, who is this guy? What, what does he bring to the table? Um, Are you talking I'm, about I'm my? You talking about my co-host? Yeah, who's that guy? Well, you know, he, what's he, his problem? I don't know. I mean, maybe who he'll employed get him? Who's in, who's in charge of employing that guy? He's fired. <laughs> okay, thank you for that. Thank you for that. I'll, I'll cut that up, <laughs> so, and I'll actually. That's, that's mean. I feel mean. I don't like being mean. Yeah, I, I told him to say that. By the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? You don't say. <laughs> Such a prick <laughs> but he he did say that the thing that he 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 thought that we had a very produced podcast which i thought was very interesting and t- talking to him it was it was funny because he he talked about how he he listened to a couple of our shows just to kind of get a feel for it and he said that you can tell that we have a a, a history there and mm-hmm. When it comes out in August, whenever it is, I, I was very, very complimentary to you. And I, I talked about how we balance each other out and also how I'm very, very thankful for the fact that I have this in my life. And that because he was talking about he had set a 10 year thing. He was going to do a podcast for 10 years. And once he hit 10 years, he was done. And it's a I, long time, man. Yeah. And well, you know. We're getting there. But <laughs> I had said that we were going to do 200 episodes. And we're getting really fucking close to 200 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, we are. And if if you make that call, I will I will be okay with that. But I am not ready to say, okay, we hit 200. I'm out. Because I don't know what I would do with all my extra time. <laughs> Watch more content. Could could I watch more? Can I watch any more content? <laughs> yes. No shit, man. You watch a lot. I don't sleep. <sighs> I'm telling you, I do not sleep. I know you said. I... And Jen has actually yeah. said, just move some All of right. this over to the next week so it doesn't sound like you watch as much stuff as you do. 
but ready for next week's yeah, movie. Yeah, no kidding. I have like I have three I have three measly little things, and you're like, yeah, I watched 18 movies and 67 episodes of these 14 shows. Yeah, I. You know what? To be fair, I watch a lot of YouTube, and I don't include that in my what What are you watching? I don't but watch a lot of YouTube. I would say I split my time. Continue. I wasn't sorry. Well, you interrupted me. Though. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Why do you do that, Matt? <sighs> I don't. I, I would say <laughs> it, it's it's a it's a it's a fifty fifty split of YouTube and regular content, non YouTube content. No, the Facebook Reels thing is that really the thing that really sucks me down the rabbit hole. No. All right. All right, but anyway, moving on to... Anyway, moving on. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. Three degrees for next week's movie, and I think I like it. Let, let, let's see how you fuck this one up. <laughs> because okay. you, you, you always get them wrong. Um, because we've already went through this. And I actually fucked this up, to be honest. But not Fred Ward, not Corey Feldman, not Johnny Depp. Or not Caitlyn Jenner? Not Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. You got that one right. And by the way, this is a best of four. So there are four possible movies. It's the movies that you did not pick the first time through. So I'm I'm having all of them be possibilities. And as soon as I heard Fred Ward, I knew what movie it was. Yeah, because so I, I fucked I, it up because it wasn't supposed to be Fred Ward. It was the other guy. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 walked, I, I walked my way to this movie that we're doing uh adventure teen romance drama or fantasy adventure <sighs> 85 86 or 87 oh, can, can you actually looked... get the right answer here because it wasn't had... just a number you actually had an addendum to it i did have an addendum to yeah, it you, you gave a number and then you said i was trying to avoid x and lead us into y oh <laughs> <laughs> uh was is it eighty six? No, it's eighty five. Eighty five, and I said I was trying to avoid license to drive and work our way towards Remo Williams. So Kurt Russell plays Jack Burton in this week's movie. He plays Mac uh, in 1982's The Thing. Wilford Brimley plays Blair in that film. Diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> Brimley plays Harold Smith in next week's 1985 film. Remo Williams. It was supposed to actually be Treat Williams that no. <laughs> that I, instead of not Fred Ward, it's supposed to be not Treat Williams. But so um, yeah, we will be doing Remo Williams. The adventure begins next week. Have you watched it yet? I've never seen it. I have not started watching it. Okay. The only thing I remember about it is this thing that he has, this wooden tool that he has to make his fingers stronger. And he doesn't know where to hang it because he's instructed to hang it somewhere. And he says, how am I supposed to hang it? And his instructor pops a hole in it with his finger. That's all I remember about that movie. And I think he walks on, I think he runs on water also. This is the film that I thought was Buckaroo Banzai. I always got these two confused. <laughs> okay. And when I originally was talking about doing Buckaroo Banzai, I actually had it confused for this film. I don't know if there's fantasy in this or science fiction like there was in Buckaroo Banzai. I think it just might be straight up action. And it, it was a film that was meant to launch a franchise, mm -hmm. which it 
obviously did not do. No. And it was the first of, I think it was probably the first film that has a huge scene on the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. X-Men, the, the first one, I think, is the, yeah. the ne- only other one I can think of. I mean, as far as action scenes, I think one of the star or star Superman films has a thing on the Statue of Liberty, but it is not an action film. Action well, Sp- scene. The last Spider-Man movie does, doesn't it? Does it? Is that the Statue of Liberty or is that something else? I don't know. And, oh. you know, I, I was, we're actually just in RCH under three. I was wondering mm. if we were going to hit three because... This was. I had, uh, a lot of, I, I had a lot of notes for this movie. Yeah, I I, I did as well. And yeah. uh, I don't know what your schedule looks like. I cannot do Friday. I cannot do Saturday. Mm. I can do Thursday, or I can do Sunday. All the, it, it, it depends all on depends. baseball. It d- depends on baseball, and it's so. I mean, I I may have a game on. I have a game tomorrow. Might have a game on Tuesday. Might have a game on Wednesday. Might have a game on Thursday. It all depends. Um. So. I would say let's shoot for Sunday again next week. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it game is closer than game this week is, but mm-hmm. about the same time. Right. Okay. All right. right so go ahead and uh, bring right. us on home. Thanks everybody for listening to big trouble in little China. You want to reach out to the show, Betamax rewind at yahoo.com rate and review where you get your fine podcast, help you find a couple of mouth breathers like us. <laughs> it's different. Yeah, follow us on Facebook, like our reviews, uh, like our posts, and uh, we'll join. You can join us in a week or so for Fred Ward and Wilford Brimley, and that's all I know. That's yeah, all I know that's in this movie. Yeah, not a clue. I've seen it once, and it was a long time ago, and I, I don't even think, I, I think I was passively watching it. So, uh, yeah, Remo Williams, The Adventure begins it is on paramount if you have paramount or it's also on fubo okay but uh link will get posted but all right we we appreciate any and all feedback and we will see you or see we will talk to you next week for remo williams you bet all right (laughs) ma'am